I don't care if you've been asking your waifu to call you a stupid man thing all night if you up smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu. It's probably coming to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, but all that dang shit on my left. <coughs> oldest ninja in the world, old ninja. Finally, the ninja has come back to YouTube to put that dankness on your candy ass. Can you smell what the ninja is cooking? That's a pretty good intro. <laughs> oh, my far-right <laughs> engineer on the ones and twos. Juggle people out on trees and plus Kratos. I finally beat the second boss on Returnal. I feel like I could take over the world right now. I'm just saying. The game is fucking hard. But it's not too hard. It's just kind of hard. <laughs> Last but not least, we got your boy Blue. She asked me if I was an introvert or an extrovert. I looked at her dead eye and said, I'm a pervert. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> tell her you're an insert. This. You want to insert? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Usually you got some type of statistics, Kronos. That I do. Um, listener of the week would be Brittany. Uh, I won't say your last name. Spears? No, definitely not Spears. Oh, uh, damn. But it's a, person, <laughs> a person that definitely wears a Pikachu hat. Just saying. That's your uh, profile picture. And first in the chat would be nobody yet because the way that this new YouTube setup goes kind of sucks. So it'll take people a few minutes to... Oh, there we go. Stitch is in. What's going on, man? Nice. Nothing I right. just got the notification. Yeah, yeah. It, it's there's like a delay now. There wasn't before, but now there is. Um, All good. Before, actually, give the RPs and then I'll give a special announcement. Okay. Old Ninja, what you pouring out and for whom? Uh, so yeah. we're pouring out some uh, King Cobra this week. <clears throat> I seem to be pouring out some of that King <laughs> Cobra lot, but I mean, it's good shit. Uh. We got Norman Lloyd, uh, an actor whose film career started in 1923. God damn. Uh, he's worked with Orson Welles and Alfred Hitchcock, but his huge claim to fame was his role in St. Elsewhere as Dr. Daniel Oshlander. Uh, he would go on to be a favorite with Star Trek fans as the mentor to Captain McCard, portraying Professor Galen in Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, he was also in this short-lived cult sci-fi hit, Seven Days on UPN. Um, he's had other notable film credits, including Dead Poet Society, where he played the headmaster, and in the Martin Scorsese film, Age of Innocence. Uh, he has produced 39 TV films and uh, TV and film projects. Uh, his final acting credit was in Amy Schumacher's Trainwreck. Uh, he died in his sleep at the age of 106. Uh, he God outlived one. Damn. He outlived <laughs> one of his daughters who died last year at the age of 80, and she was also an actress. That's definitely full life. You know what's gonna be crazy? Someday it's gonna be like if you live to be 106, it's gonna be like, oh, he died early. But yeah. not, but not Damn. today. 106 today is is fucking pretty old. That's like a lot of uh, experiences that you have in your life. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially for a man, you know, usually the men don't live as long as the women. Yeah. So 106, that is rare for a dude. You yeah, he, it, he also outlived his wife. She died when she was 80, 84, I believe. Damn, she was alone for like 20-something yeah. years. Yep. Well, I mean, if she was the same age as him, which she probably mm. wasn't. She's probably younger. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have Tawny Katine. Tawny Katine, uh, right? Born 
Hmm? Was, was it, that was Catan. I thought maybe some people say some people say Catan, some people say Catan. So I guess it depends on what if you're West Coast or East Coast. Um, I've heard it said both ways, but uh, she was born Julie E. Catan. Catan. Uh, she is most famous for being a video babe or video vixen back in the '80s, gaining widespread recognition for her appearances in numerous rock vi music videos, including Rats. Back for more and White Snake, Still of the Night, Here I Go Again, Is This Love, and The Deeper the Love. Uh, when she was a teenager, she dated and moved in with Rats guitarist Ruben Crosby. She had an affair with OJ Simpson while he was married to Nicole Brown Simpson. What, uh, what, 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 one sec, rewind the tape. You said when she was a teen, she moved in with like a grown ass man? Uh, they were both teenagers. So. Okay, all right. Uh, well, that, sounded, was, that sounded all bad. Sorry, keep yeah. going. She had an affair with O.J. Simpson while she while he was married to Nicole Brown Simpson, which came out during his infamous trial. Uh, she married White Snake lead singer uh, Oh Corbin Coverdale and divorced him a year later. Then she finally married baseball player Chuck Finley, or finally, it is finally. Uh, she starred in TV shows such as WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, she also appeared in TV shows such as Hercules with Kevin Sorbo. She also voices Annabelle in the animated show Eek the Cat. Uh, she starred in the popular 80s comedy Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks and the 80s horror film Witchboard. Uh, Tani struggled with addiction, having appeared in Celebrity Rehab uh, and had some dealings with the law because of her addiction. She died at the age of 59. Cause of death has yet to be determined. There you go. All right. All right. If you had an announcement. This is a special announcement and it's going to be a surprise to you guys um, when I eventually get around to dropping stuff off for you. But um, I know we've talked about uh, Ibiji oil and candles for a while now. If you're tired of hearing about it, um, I don't really care because I'm supporting my sister and her business and it's an awesome <laughs> business and she did something special for all of us, all right? And so hopefully I can convince her to do something special for um, our listeners besides the besides the discount, but I hope that she makes this into something more permanent. But Holy shit. Describe for the audio folks so, what you're oh, holding shit. up. I am holding oh, up a candle that is the is the Be Them BTI candle, but it has my name on it. And so I have something for all of you gentlemen that has all of your names on it. Sorry, I'm trying to get it to like focus on the right thing, but it's not doing it. Um, and it's the the scent is called Blackest of Black Musk. <laughs> and, it, and, it's fucking, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I, I will it's going to sound like black nutsack all up in your home. Yeah, It'll so it's, it literally has I love it. our logo on it, you know, around it, along with the ABG uh, logo, which is dope. And it's a 15-ounce candle that lasts for 135, 135 hours of burn time. It includes... The blackest afros, shea butter, and other black essence. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's the blackest fucking candle ever. Um, it's our, it's our first uh, merch. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> I can know. convince her to um to make this. Cause goddamn, it smells good. Hopefully I can convince her to, to make this into like a you know a more permanent candle um, for our listeners and stuff. So I'm trying to find a, a lighter. Um, but I think it's uh I know it's what smell it is, um, but it's an excellent smell. And I think it, it's it's pretty dope, and it's really cool that she put all of her names on it. So all of your names are on the candles. You you all each get one. Um, I'll drop them off hopefully sometime this week. If not this uh, week, cool. then, then next week. Um, 
but yeah, I was really, she dropped by uh, earlier this week and dropped these off. And I finally got to give her like a really good hug. Um, first time I got to give her a hug since nice. um, the funeral. So yeah, uh, thank you very much, um, Daria and Alicia and EBG Oil and Candles for giving us sort of like a special edition candle. I really appreciate it. That's really fucking yeah. cool. Dude, that's fucking touching, yeah. man. Like, damn, I'm, a, I'm about to, like, you know, shit. The feeling of warm fuzzies. Yeah, I'm for, fucking excited. For I keep up in the vault right now. Say, say if you would like it to get our candle. Like, let us know if you you would be down to purchase this candle, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can run, run kind of a business deal with uh, EB team. Yeah, and, them. and she actually had a question for, for... Let them know if the audience out there for it. Yeah, especially the listeners that are listening. Obviously, you're fucking listeners. I hate when I say stupid shit like that. Anyway, um, if uh, let us know if you want to get, like, because they can do, like, customized, um, you know, obviously, you get to be the BIT logo, but there's, like, a place where it says my name on it, Cronus. Um, if you would like to have, like, the name of, like, your favorite podcast, Dur, on the podcast, or your own personal name on there, um, message us and let us know, because if you just want to have it, like, one of our names on it, then you can do that. If you want to have your own name on it, then they can possibly do a customized field um, as you order to do that. So, yeah, I'll put it in the chat, but it's always in the BG Oil and Candles is always in um, the description of the podcast. If you're listening to this, just go to the description. It's a BG. All the spelling is there. Um, it's I-B-E-J-I Oil and Candles, all one word, obviously, dot com. Um, that's their website and how you can order. And, and also the Jesus Christ, you get fifteen percent off. Um, but I don't have the thing up right now. Shit, give me. Uh, You'll find it. Yeah, give me a second. And I'll, I'll I'll pull it up. And it was like that's hot shit. Like cat, anus, kitty, sixty nine, thirty two, or something like that. I don't know. What the? <laughs> that's, like, that's the most random shit, bruh. <laughs> oh shit! I'm just giving out codes. Yeah, so, like what? The code is uh, down, down. the code is V is in Victor, D is in Delta, six three eight, N is in November, and that will give you fifteen percent off of any order over thirty five dollars. Once again, that's V is in Victor, D is in Delta, six three eight, N is in November, for fifteen percent off of any order over thirty five dollars, and it's a BG Oil and Candles, I B E J I, Oil and Candles dot com, and it'll all be in the description of the podcast. So it'll make it even easier, even with the promo code. Yeah, if, you, if we get them to do it, uh, the month might be a good uh, graduation present. That's the next holiday or Father's Day that's coming up. Yeah, this would be a great wow. Father's Day present. I'm just saying. It would be great. Hell fucking yes. Where's my lighter? Here we go. My, my um, special lighter. I, I got like this USB lighter. It's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes, takes no. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a miniature lightsaber in your hand. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. But I, I feel like <clears throat> now that keep mine up like pretty high, because I'm always scared my dogs are gonna like somehow get on there and turn it on and start a fire and burn our house down. Yeah, that, that's a legit. You know, fair. It has like it, it has like a on and off switch, but like it, it seems like it's very easy to turn it on. And then... this one has a cover on it, so they have to like uncover it. To, like okay, yeah, you're now you can't again. press it. In this one. All right, let's get, jump on in, guys. Uh, Blue, uh, what do you want to start with this week, man? I should, I need to look at the list. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were going to be ready. I thought I was going to set it up. No, uh, it, If you're not ready, then uh, Kronos, yeah, why don't you, Kronos, tell us a little bit. You say you beat the second boss in Returnal. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, this game is fucking highly stressful. Like, 
my palms usually don't sweat when I'm playing video games. Um, usually my hands get cold for some reason. K-Mac will tell you this. It's kind of weird, but yeah, playing this game um, is so stressful because uh, I beat the first boss, wasn't really a big deal, and the second boss just kept like fucking me up, and then I kept like fucking up on the way to get to the boss, which um, it's interesting. Like once you play like these rogues like or rogues light, rogues light game or whatever. Um, it's interesting because, like, when you die, you lose basically almost everything. Except for, like, some certain characteristics that you earn. It, you definitely lose, like, all your equipment. Um, Ooh. except for, like, some certain things. And then everything changes on the map. So the whole map is just, like, randomized. So even though you might have thought you knew, like, where all your power-ups were, where your favorite gun was, you know, where the boss is, all that shit has changed when you die. Okay. And, yeah, and so there's times where, like, you, you know... You get to the boss, you might almost kill the boss, but then you come through, you die, and then everything resets, and you try to, like, get back, you know, try to find all the shit that you wanted to find, but nothing's where you... Everything's different, and then you might get fucking murdered immediately after you come back. And it's fucking embarrassing. It's happened to me, like, multiple times. Like, I think I... I the first boss, I, I think I died maybe twice on the way to get to them, and then now I'm on, like, death number, like, I think 13... And I just beat the, the second boss. And it opened up a whole new area, which is great. Um, but yeah, the, the game is really fun, but it's like it's challenging. But like when you die, I never felt like the game was cheating when they when I died. Like 100%, it's always, I always felt like it's my fault. I could have done something different. I could have left the area or I could have played the game like much more smart um, to, to beat like the basic uh, enemies and definitely the bosses. Like, the, the boss that kept killing me, I was just like, I need to, like, just really sit down and, like, actually, like, play, play. This, this is how ridiculous it was. I don't know if I said it last time, but I finally figured out that there's, like, ways where you can extend your life. But they don't tell you how to do it in the game, all right? It's just no, shit no. that you happen to pick up that gives you kind of, like, kind of like an extra life. And so mm. what happened was I was playing the game, and I picked up all this shit, and I got to the second boss. And then I was like, all right, I don't have a lot of life, but you know what? I'm just fucking going gonna to go at him. So I'm fighting him. I got him down. I got like one of his life bars down. And then I died. I'm like, oh, you know what? I died. Whatever. Then I came back to life. I was like, oh, I came back to life. And then I got all my life back and I, I fucked up again. Like I was already in my defeatist mindset. And then <laughs> I came back to life and I fucking died again. Like immediately. I was like, dude, what is going on here? And then I, I think I, it was like a third time. And I was like, all right, I just got to put it down. Like I died of the same boss three times in a row. Like literally... Like, I didn't reset anything. It was, just, like, me literally in the same room three times in a row. <laughs> Did they, like, fighting uh, the, the one Valkyrie in uh, God of War? Mm-mm. Uh -uh. Was it hard like that, no. or is it a different... Style? No, it wasn't that hard. It just takes some, like... It takes precision in the game. Um, but you have to, like, you have to really be aware of, like, your surroundings. So, in God of War, when you're, when you're fighting Sig Sigrun... I think it's Sigrun. Yeah, I think that's her name. Yeah, when you're fighting her, you have to always focus on her and see what, like, what she's doing, right? But the problem with uh, Returnal is that a lot of things that are that the enemies shoot out are kind of slow moving, and you might forget like where they're actually going, like where all like the, the the dots and shit are going as they're like queuing up another attack. So you have to like really pay attention like your surroundings, where the existing um, attacking things are, and then where the the next attack is going to come from. If you don't take all that shit into account. You're gonna continuously get murdered in this game, and it's not gonna be any kind of fun. Do they do they reward you for being uh, aggressive and ambitious? Yes, they do. If, if you're playing aggressively, you pick up more of this, like basically, like the the monetary system. 
Um, and you can tr and you can go to like a fabrication station where you can definitely upgrade um, your gear and then get like uh, power ups. So you can you can buy this thing. Mm. I'll spoil a part of it only because I didn't understand this when I was first playing the game. If you, if you find a thing called a um, I think it's like the the astronaut. It's like a little trinket. If you get the astronaut, it basically means if you die, you come back to life immediately. Oh, nice. So if you ever see the, the like the little the astronaut trinket, get it, buy it, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, they don't explain that shit into. In, I, I just noticed when I died, and I was like, oh, I came back to life, and the trick is what what brought me back. Um, but yeah, you can definitely use the money towards doing that. But if you're just playing like for like the first for a while while I was playing the game, I play it kind of safe. I'll like, just shoot everything kind of far away, and I wouldn't pick up all the all these little like all the money things. But the money things that like they go away after a few seconds. So if you just, if you uh... run as fast as fuck and just like run and gun, you can do it. But at the same time, like, as you're running and gunning, there's, like, um, the enemies can surround you. And once you're surrounded, you're pretty fucked. Like, it'll it'll show you, like, where um, the attacks are going to come from. But, like, turning in that direction, um, it's kind of pro it's, it's kind of a problem because as you're turning, like, these things are moving so slow, you don't know exactly when it's going to hit you. And so mm -hmm. it's just, like, you're better off just kind of, like, get, positioning your body so, like, everything's kind of in front of you. Rather than it's just like it's the same thing in like a God of War. You remember in God of War when like things are coming at you and it points like the mm -hmm. direction of like where someone's coming from. It's, yeah, it's the just like red sensor. Yeah, it's just like that, but it's like as it's coming in, like you don't know how fast or how far away. Even though like it, it changes colors and shit like that, but it's still it's kind of like a it's a basic warning system. <laughs> so okay. I, I would never rely on it. It's just to like basically know like hey, it's coming from that general direction. But yeah. Well, it, I mean, it still sounds like a, a really good game. Um, I think you're the only one who goes playing it right now, unless you are, Blue. Uh, no, I haven't picked it up yet. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't, I was just checking out the trailer right now, and uh, I remember this game at the E3 when they were showing it, and it was like, it looked fucking crazy. Like, aliens and fucking, like, it, it almost looked like a horror game in some of the clips. Like, there's there's a part where she, like, goes into her house, and but she's still, like, her space outfit, but then, like, the house fucking, like, blacks out, and there's, like, an alien or some shit in there. It, it almost looked like it, she went into the Upside Down, and, you're fighting, and she starts <laughs> fighting to get the, the Gorgamonger or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, the fucking enemies are pretty creepy. The sound is creepy. Everything's fucking creepy in this game. So, nice. when you play it, it's, like, it, everything's fucking dark. You know, you don't know where the fuck you are, and then it gets really weird because the it brings up like memories of her, and then all of a sudden there's like shit from Earth on this alien planet, and it gets like really weird. And like the astronaut person is like crazy creepy too. So, yeah. She kind of looks she? like um, she looks like that. Okay, I can't think of the name the actress. The actress from Glee that played the coach who kept yeah. giving the 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 geek oh. group Brienne like, of Tarth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Jane Lynch. It's Jane Lynch. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Lynch. That's what it is. Jane Lynch. But I thought, it, oh, it, it is Jamie Lynch, or it's Brianna no. of Tarth that's playing it. No, no neither. No, it just looks like her. Or sort of. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, it looks. I mean, she looks kind of like Jane Lynch, I guess, but she doesn't look like uh, Brianna of Tarth. Gwendolyn Christie, at least not in my opinion. So what's crazy though, because like in the game, like you see your dead bodies. And you, you can pick up like yeah, you can pick up like their uh, their audio recordings, and it's like it's it's really uh, it's really creepy like listening to the recordings. Like at one point she had to kill herself, and it was just like, all right, damn. that's fucked up. <laughs> it also made me think of that uh, that movie with Tom Cruise that 
die rent repeaters whatever the fuck it was called yeah oh, yeah uh edge of tomorrow yeah it's it's kind of like that yeah yeah except um, everything's randomized so you can't just like do the same death loop over and over again yeah. also looking forward to death loop so yeah <laughs> okay, that's right that comes out later this fall yeah, yeah. um I'm going to take the wheel a little bit. I've been waiting all goddamn year, it feels like, uh, for Resident Evil 8. I've got sunk my fucking teeth into it. Um, I don't, Old Ninja, did you get this yet or no? No, I haven't gotten it yet. Okay, I know Stitch has. So um, let me let me break down a few quick things. I mean, this game's selling my fucking hotcakes. Capcom reported over 3 million in like three days or something, which is basically like a God of War or, or a Spider-Man game. Um, they were also saying uh, 80% of the sales are on PlayStation, so it definitely skews more PlayStation. <laughs> not surprising. Uh, hmm? That's just not surprising. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I've said this, you know, many times. Like, this, this franchise, yes, it's had some exclusives on, like, GameCube and some other stuff way back in the day, but, you know, it, this this franchise heavily skews PlayStation-wise. Well, it used to be um, only on PlayStation, right? Like, when the first Resident Evil was only on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah like, the, the very first one, yeah. But uh, but there were like there were some uh, like what was it uh, Resident Evil Zero and Four some of those were like yeah. GameCube. Go yeah, ahead. Zero was on Zero was on the GameCube. Four was on the GameCube and the Wii, I guess. But then all of them are ported to everything now. Like yeah, like, no matter what, you can play on every system pretty much now. Yeah, so. but those were like way you know years and years and years ago. But yeah, uh, and then Capcom was also saying. Like, they just had record fucking profit years uh, last four years in a row because of, really, Monster Hunter and fucking Resident Evil. So, you know, props to fucking Capcom for just uh, doing quite well. But let's jump into this game, goddammit. Um, this shit is spooky. It feels... Oh, hold on. Let me start from the very beginning. If you haven't fucking played Biohazard, Resident Evil 7, goddammit, you're doing yourself a disservice. They literally tell you at the very fucking beginning of this game do you want to watch a recap of seven and so like don't fuck around listen <laughs> listen to people who played seven play seven because it jumps off right pretty much like a few months after the main story of fucking seven like it's a direct fucking sequel and you're going to be a little lost at times if you just skipped fucking seven like i'll, I'll just flat out um but all that being said I fucking love it. Like you, you, you jump in. It's all first person, just like Seven was. Main character Ethan, just like in Seven, and you don't know what the fuck is going on because things are moving so fucking fast with the plot right off the bat. And then almost, almost immediately after the first initial like oh my god fucking moments, you're in this fucking Eastern European fucking town. And spooky shit is happening, and you're solving puzzles and doing inventory management and getting up to uh, Big Titty Lady D and her fucking daughters. So it throws you right in, but there's a good pacing of suspense and all that shit. Um, I'm only about five or six hours in. Some people have already, like, jammed through it and beat it with multiple runs and shit. But I'm, I'm slowly taking my time and, like, you know, getting the right items and whatnot and unlocking doors and figuring out fucking shit, but... So far, so fucking good, man. I, this is a potential game of the year already for me, and I'm maybe about a third through. Have you um, have you got to the part that the, the Dimble was? Uh, I guess how am I trying to say? Have you gotten have you gotten to a part that is part of the demo that they released 
Yeah, I've, be, I've, I've passed most of that. Is that like uh, I'm still I'm game? still in this I'm still in the castle, mm. but I, I've paused passed like the stuff that I saw from the demo, even though I didn't play it. But like I watched some people play through the what was it 30, 40 minute demo, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm farther than that. Uh, so I I do have a couple of concerns. Um, one of the things that apparently you can beat the game in ten hours. So I'm just like, uh, that's not a whole lot of gameplay for a $60 game. Granted, it does come with um, mercenaries. Once you beat it, it uh, I, you're supposed to unlock the mercenaries mode, um, similar to Resident Evil 4. But then there's a component to the game that's missing. Uh, Art, Art Reverse apparently didn't launch with the rest of the game, even though they told us last year that it was going to be available day one and we just had a beta for it like a month ago and now it's nowhere to be seen now we're, so, we're i'm seeing reports this may not come out until like fall yeah so let me um address that that last point this is very similar to resident evil 3 remake in terms of a little bit of a delay from the very launch of the game which was like single player only with jill to um it was a really crappy version but that resistance mode it wasn't like right right away you know um so it was a little bit delayed i'm fine with them taking their time because there's going to be single player dlc more than likely just like they did for seven they had a bunch of dlc and i'm still working my way through some of those dlcs but um if it's if it's four or five months from now that they drop uh reverse uh, and they take their time and it's a better product than resistance i'm all for it and then uh, to your first point I really think it depends on the type of player you are. I, I think if you're like super duper knowledgeable of the map and everything, maybe 10 to 12, you know, give or take. But then I feel like RE3, if you were super knowledgeable, took around that same time. And even Resident Evil 2 Remake was similar time. I feel like 7 was a bit longer, somewhere in the 16 to 18 hour range, give or take. Um, but again, you know, some games are shorter than others. So far, so good. Yeah, I mean, the, for me, this short gameplay, the thing was, at least with Resident Evil 2, if you beat the game with one character, that was like a 10 to 12 hour game. But then you had a whole nother character with a whole different storyline, which gave you another 10 to 12 hours, depending on what you do. And there's well, two versions of your second run because you could do a second run of a character, which was actually different, or you can do a what they call like a a clean run which is like mm -hmm. a set as if you're starting clean for resident evil 2 so it it does give you a different experience based on what game you set what version of the game you're kind of setting up and that goes to both characters and it didn't come with a, a multiplayer and it came with free dlc for resident evil 2 versus resident evil 3 which they told you it was going to be a a shorter our completion like i think 10 hours or less but you get a a free multiplayer component where it was four to five where resident evil 7 uh i feel like there's some there's some stuff missing a little bit but you mean for eight i'm, I'm sorry, sorry eight yes eight eight didn't have multiplayer i don't think eight had mercenaries did it or seven i'm sorry seven didn't have mercenaries i don't think no it did not um yeah but, but it, it does have dlc though i'll give you that yeah uh, but back to two though I mean, I, I haven't completed my Claire run, but I certainly completed Leon all the way, and I'm more than halfway through Claire. It's not a completely different experience. It's 
slightly tweaked. Like it's the same maps, but so, it, it, but you might go into certain different rooms that you couldn't with Leon that you can with Claire and vice versa. True, but and it's your not story completely is different. different. Yeah, well, I mean, it's slightly different characters. Yeah, like you're still going to encounter Mister X. You still got to you know do the final stuff. Like it, it's true, tweaked but... a little bit from your perspective, and you see it in the middle of two where you like Leon looks at Kate through a gate and says. Hey, Claire. what what do you been up to, and vice versa with with, with Claire? It's it's changed a little bit, but it's yeah, not like a one eighty. Well, it's not completely, but each character has a different set of weapons, which vastly changes how you play. Like okay. Claire and Leon, they do not have the same weapon set. True. Which will, which is a definite, a definitely different game experience. Also, if you're playing through Claire, it gives you the option because if you beat it with Leon. You get a chance to either play a clean run with mm-hmm. Claire or a second run where things are are different, where it's slightly more challenging. And I guess the story is kind of slightly different. Um, I'm playing a second run with Leon right now, and it's definitely more challenging than I played with Claire because I played with Claire first. Yeah. So, I mean, and again, two remake was uh, nominated for a Golden Egg Club. We we both love that game. That was that was solid. I, like I said, I keep encouraging folks because uh, it's in a totally different perspective to play seven. Um, I'm already recommending eight because so far so fucking good. It it's strong, and then I, you know it, it makes me love this franchise. Oh, I, I forgot to mention. So Capcom also talked about the whole franchise for Resident Evil has surpassed the hundred million mark. So you know it, it's doing quite well as a franchise. I didn't know it was it, it was putting up those kind of numbers. That's great. Well, dude, there's a shit ton because it's not just like zero through eight there's also side spinoffs games yeah like operations and revelations one through two and there's episodes for that shit which is actually some of those are free so there's a shit ton of fucking resident evil games out there no no doubt i'm 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 just saying this this one this one selling faster than seven and you know selling like i said like a spider-man or god of war game so far people are really enjoying it uh like i said some people have already basically done some speed runs the twitch numbers and streaming numbers are super high up there it was up there with like you know some first person shooters of call of duty and all of that um again you know this new character lady d that capcom introduced with all her fucking thickness and vampire uh you know lusciousness and all that it seemed to fucking work right you know p- horny fucking weebs are into this game i can't i can't wait till we can go back to cons again i don't mean, i'm looking forward to being your talk with <laughs> oh my god my, one, of my, <clears throat> one of my homegirls uh she dressed up uh as uh daniela one of the, the daughters and i was like oh man that's cool like she looked she looked pretty badass yeah i saw it too um, uh fabulous and nerdy right yeah yeah she she did it i was, I was like oh that's pretty fucking dope I, I i think she can probably pull off uh madam madam d but uh you know she, she'll get there gotta get comfortable being at that no clothes. Well, I guess if she does, what I what, what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> they they got the porn mods. You day one. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw them. I, I saw them. I was like, whoa! Like, and it was it was on YouTube too. When I thought, I was like, wait, what? Like, what? Like, got her in lingerie. <laughs> it, the one I saw wasn't in lingerie at all. <laughs> yeah. Free yeah yeah, man. I, what's, look, the amount of, uh, what's the amount of time you spent in the game so far? Uh, I think uh, maybe five hours? Four or five hours? 
give or take. I want to play it tonight, but I'm here. Um, but yeah, like four or five hours. I've beaten, uh, for those who have played the game, I've beaten all three daughters. And I'm, I need to get one more uh, statue mask uh, in the, the castle. So, you know, just working my way through. There, there was one fucking challenge. It was like a piano shit. It was like, uh, if you can read music, play these notes. I was like, I can't fucking read this shit. Y'all got me fucked up. I can read English. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> I mean, shit. That's what Google's for, man. Look that shit. Yeah, I looked that shit up. I was like, fuck y'all. Nah, but so far so good. Uh, and I know Stitch is playing it, so you know. Ho- hopefully, when he comes back on, he'll uh, he'll give his review. He, I think he's a little further than me, actually. So we'll see. So, um, go ahead. There's something I don't know if it's on the list. But it's something I've noticed recently here in the Bay Area and like the rest of the United States. Y'all see that they're saying there's like a, a worker a worker shortage. Oh yeah. Have y'all seen that? Um, barely. I've seen. I've only seen it like some people say certain industries short on workers, where other ones are fine. So yeah, I, it's, I don't even know. Yeah, it's usually like the fast food industry, some restaurants, stuff like that. They're saying that basically. Um, nobody wants to work anymore like they're putting on like this really disparaging shit about workers but it's like um if you can't pay if you're if you're just gonna pay them poverty wages why the fuck would they come work for you again like sir like i don't understand why certain you know businesses decide that these workers need to be loyal when you fucking fired them all for not having enough money last year like it's so incredibly it's so incredibly um insulting to workers it's what, crazy. What that noise, it, man? And, oh, yeah, it was, what uh, was it? It was Blue opening up some Oban. Gotcha. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> that will me open and take one out. Uh, yeah, they, they need to raise the wages. Like, I, I don't understand, like, the problem here. Like, people want to talk about capitalism. Like, I, I really hope that um, they don't fuck around with capitalism again um, with the federal government and give these, comp- these corporations and businesses more money to survive. Fuck that. You give the money to survive to retain the workers. They didn't do that. They fired their workers. Now they're complaining that they, the workers aren't coming back. Well, you fucking fired them, and you want to pay them the same poverty wages that you did before while they were making a profit. And they were actually got the money from the federal government that was supposed to go to you, and they didn't do it. So you know what? You can go fuck yourself. And I was looking up, like, because uh, people were saying that, oh, well, it's because people are getting these enhanced, you know, unemployment benefits. I'm like, okay. So I looked up what the enhanced unemployment benefits were for the, on the federal side, because usually the, the federal government doesn't pay um, unemployment. It's usually up to the states, usually. Um, the enhanced unemployment benefits from the, from the federal government is only $300 a week. That's $7.50 an hour if you're working a 40-hour work week. If you can't pay more than that, like, your, your company, it's going to go away. And some, somebody else is going to realize that, hey, I can pay my, my workers more than that. Um, more than that amount. It's going to give them an incentive to come back. And it also gets into the realm of, you know, people wanted to have this whole, you know, raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. I actually don't think that raising it, the minimum wage to $15 an hour um, is really the problem. I, th- I think it's a, it's a bait and switch. It's three-car money. Like, yeah, you can raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, but if you're still not paying your workers benefits, you know, if you're still not giving them, you know, um, time off that they need, if they're not getting... You know, just regular paid time off, fucking um, parental leave, shit like that. Like, that's that's the real that's a real problem. Like, why is nobody talking about that? Like, cause yeah, fifteen dollars an hour sounds great, but meanwhile, look at the cost of healthcare in America. It's fucking gigantic. 
You know, so most companies, like, they don't really care about the, you know, paying these benefit wages because nobody's talking about it. It's fucked up. I was just going to say, I'm with you where on your perspective on this. Um, and at the same time, I'm also going to say that, you know, this past year and two, three months, all the essential workers, all the people who are customer facing, like in the real world customer facing, they saw the worst side of humanity. They saw yeah. the ugliness of fucking Americans literally fighting in stores, sneezing on people, not wearing a mask on purpose, coughing on people, getting into fucking fights, being jackasses all the way the fuck around. So not only was it like slave, basically, uh, wages and shit, but you also had people going ape shit crazy on them more so than they normally do, like for months. And so... Like people, people are human beings. They got a fucking breaking point in the threshold. You know, yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna spit on me in the in the height of a pandemic over and over and over again for seven dollars an hour, I might tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, obviously, I'm in a different spot than most people, but I mean, I'm not doing that fucking shit. And I don't think they should be forced to be able to do that shit. Like, put up that kind of shit. Right, if you look at like all of these, you know, companies that are making, you know, huge amounts of profits in America. Like, look at like walmart and like uh you know mcdonald's you know burger king all these other companies like look how much profit they made over last year have they raised have they raised their wages at all no so to me those companies need to go away like seriously that like when when i talk about i I talked about it i'm probably not on this podcast but i talked about on uh balance exchange it's fucking wage theft it's wage theft if you are literally paying poverty wages at the on at the same time that you're having a windfall profits for the company it's wage theft it should be fucking illegal because you're literally stealing their wages that's that they're doing the work for you and you're collecting um the wages that you're not paying them through profits it's it's fucking wrong and i'm just gonna also say this too we also even know from a just a purely selfish health benefit side it's crap food too like you know what i mean you know what I mean? Like it's it's not healthy. It's bad for public health for you to be eating fucking Big Macs and shit. You know, it, it's not it's not good for the economy or fucking health. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. one thing crazy too with that, like with the uh, with the pandemic and everything, like a lot of companies, uh, they they work they wouldn't allow their employees to work from home, but like with the pandemic, like they you know they're able to build that infrastructure where their employees could work from home, and now there's a lot more. Some companies are making it so like the, the, the employees have the option to work from home, but some are reverting back to, you know, we, we're going to want you to come back into the office, but I think it's fucked up. I mean, you have that infrastructure built now, like you should utilize it. I kind of like, I, I, they should do like a swing shift type thing where, you know, maybe three days out of the week or two days out of the week, you actually come to the office. But as far as like going to the office, like people are quitting if they can't continue to work from home, which I think is, I think that shit's correct. If you, if you can work, if you're work, if you can work, if you can do the same work, from home instead of commuting an hour, hour and a half to a building that you're going to sit in for a couple of hours and then drive another hour and a half back home. Like, that's, too, that's, that's a lot of stress on the body just doing that fucking commute. Yeah, it's, it's fucking bullshit. So the company that I work for, um, if you know me, you know who I work for. But I, I've, I've been working from home for like 10 years now, so I, I was never in danger of having to go back in the office anyway. Um, but I had to go in occasionally and they made it so that now they put me in a group to where I will never have to go in, like, basically ever again. Um, but 
like I think like yesterday they, there was like an email that went out and like it was from the CEO and they were like you know um, we're gonna open up to you know 20% capacity being in the we're gonna open up our offices again basically and it's for you know if you want to go in you know you can go in but if you don't want to go in for whatever reason then just stay at home like you don't need to tell us an excuse just don't go in but there's some people that need to go in the office and, and it's understandable some people do um, so yeah. if you want to go in the office you can but for whatever reason you don't have to go in and I think that's probably the right approach to take if companies still have still have uh, corporate real estate to for the workers to go back into not all places do like the company I work for they got they're getting rid of they're shedding like a lot of their real estate so I, I think that's the right move yeah no I'm, I'm totally with you it's obviously you know things change from state to state and region to region but treat people fucking well like that I think that's the bottom line treat yeah. people as well as you possibly fucking can uh, you know, your employees literally uh, are the reason that you have a business, you know, and so mm. <clears throat> I was going to say uh, the advent of the Karen showed up in 2020 and the truth really is Karen's have always been around. Yeah, they've always been around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've always well, been around. The difference is they've been more videoed and photographed and basically caught on camera more so last mm -hmm. year and a lot of people are like, you know, why would I want to go back to that when I stay at home and just collect and maybe learn something else and not come back and, you know, do a different trade or, you know, find a different career? Because there was a lot of there was a lot of free schooling that was going on. Um, uh, we talked about it on the podcast. There was like uh, like three month courses that were free that were normally like hundreds of dollars that like, you know, you could easily done. There's a lot of people offering um, like video services to help you either do resume touch-ups or all this other stuff, all this stuff for free. And like dealing with people because they felt, you know, that they were entitled to something or because they felt like they didn't have to follow the rules or because they were making up shit just so they could be different. That shit was just unnecessary. And a lot of people don't want to go back to that. Like, I was literally watching some lady talking about how she had a doctor's note about how she didn't, ha she couldn't wear a mask. And her doctor told her so. And, she, and the no. girl was like, Well, where's your note? She's like, Well, a doctor told it. me so. I was like, Oh my God, where's your note then if it proves that you can? If you ain't got no note, you need to put a mask or leave. And she's like, Well, then go get your manager then. And it just turns into this, like, that stuff is happening across the country. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. just, what it's irritating. It's interesting because uh, when you're at Target, you hear an announcement over to the PA system saying like, if you don't want a mask, like let us know, and we'll have our we'll have a shopping team or whatever go out and pick up items that you need and purchase the items for you and like basically do like a in, 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 like it's like having your own little personal assistant pick up your shit for you. You just wait outside and then bring it out to you. Like, and that's a, that's another big thing that grew out from this pandemic is the whole um, not secret shopper, but. Um, you know, mobile mobile shopping, like you can order yeah. like stuff through your Target app. Instacart, fucking love it. You're here. Yeah. yeah, basically like Instacart, yeah, yeah. And I mean, bring the stuff out to your car. Even a lot of restaurants do that too, with the whole curbside pickup. Yeah. Like that's a, that group yeah. pretty big too. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't think every, like even though some of the chains were off of that, not all of them do it, but most of them do. Like Target, I think Walmart does it too, where you order online, you just pull up, someone comes out to you and says what's your name what you know uh where's your code or whatever you tell them and they come to you they load up your car load up your trunk 
and then they walk away and say thanks and you you're gone easy yeah let's uh let's be clear karens have existed for like the longest time this is what the reason why emma till got murdered was because of fucking karens so and these people these weak ass people that cannot be inconvenienced in the slightest you know are just i don't i don't understand like they've never had any kind of hardship and then once they get it they need to find help with a threat of murder from the police for people and it's just like the fuck is wrong with you like you're barely even a human being to me like seriously you're you're basically subhuman to me yeah, it, it, the worst was the uh, the bird calling woman where she said like the, the guy was threatening her and blah 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 and the guy's like i'm just sitting here fucking watching birds like what the fuck are you talking about like he yeah, wanted her that... to hit his, hit her dog back on a fucking leash Dude, that one was messed up because that, apparently he was he worked for Marvel. Apparently he was a writer for Marvel, and then like his her case was getting dropped or something. Like it was just reported on. She's basically not going to get any kind of penalties. Yeah, no, I mean she's not. There's like Lemonade Woman and the Oakland Barbecue Chick. I think the Oakland Barbecue Chick was a really was the one that really sparked off the whole Karen name going off. Oh, Barbecue Becky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just all bad, man. Yeah, I still, I still yeah, don't get like, the, the whole anti-mask. Well, I guess, you know, in California, we're supposed to lift our mask uh, mandate on June 15th or something like that. 15th? I think it's yeah. the 15th. I'm still, I'm probably going to still mask for like a little while longer, but it, it gets to a certain point to where I'm just I'm protecting you assholes that are not getting vaccinated. You're not protecting me. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, honestly, well, you sort of are if you're wearing a mask, right? Because if you got vaccinated... That's the way to go, right? Because there's definitely this thing is mutating. We all know this. There's a fucking crazy triple mutant variant in India. If you want to pretend that it's not gonna come to America, well, guess what? If you want to talk about the China virus, you know, if people keep saying the China virus. It fucking started in likely China, you know, and it came all the way over here. So let's not make the same fucking mistake by having. We know there's variants out there. Just get vaccinated. Hopefully, it'll protect us from the variants. And if it doesn't, then hopefully they'll be able to get get a booster shot. You know, which I'm totally willing to do. But people are just, they're so stupid about it. They just, they think that, oh, well, you know, I'm probably not going to die. Therefore, I don't really care. But it's like, you can still pass on to somebody that, that's going to, that can die from this or get, you know, significantly degrade their life, which is people, they're so selfish. It's not hyper individualism in America needs to go away. I'm gonna say that there's a there's a variant in Florida I think right now and I think I can't remember there's another state that has like the same variant that's going around in uh, in Europe so like some these variants are already fucking here so <laughs> mask up and vaccine up and you know do do the right thing like don't just think about yourself and think about other people when it comes to like wearing your mask and getting vaccinated. Yeah, learn from the Umbrella Corporation. The T virus <laughs> happened. Like, look, you gotta take things seriously. Don't listen to Welker. Well, you can't. You, uh, you can't Wesker. Wesker, sorry, my bad. You can't use that. You can't use that as an analogy since the whole T virus was a way to try to cure a disease. And yeah, that's right. Yeah, the T virus was supposed to cure a disease as well as uh, prolong life. That's and true. That, that went all bad. Well, didn't I mean, it though? I mean, if you're a zombie, your life is really prolonged. So. It really. Is. Yeah, but now you have a craving for human flesh. Forever. <laughs> Now we got vampires and we got uh, lichens. So, you know, it all works out. Big titty lichens, too. Um, <laughs> Wait, does, does eight take place in the past? Or is it like just a different country that it takes place in? It takes place in a di- great question. It takes place in a different country. So you're definitely in like Eastern Europe. 
Yeah. I don't know the specific country yet. Maybe that gets revealed very soon. Um, but and it's it's in modern day, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But like like I said, play seven, which I think is still yeah. in like the nine late nineties or early two thousands. And you know this is a few months later, so okay. semi modern times. Yeah, I thought it was later because Chris is older. He has like it looks like he has gray hair in part eight. So. Yeah, he, he definitely does, but I don't I haven't gotten to the part of the story where it explains that it could have been drug induced why he has that versus age induced. I'm not sure. Fucking stress. Yeah, I mean to be to be real, like yeah, he's been stressed out by zombies for a while. Um, especially if you play part five and six. Part five and six, like almost everyone that's kind of close to him gets either fucked up or separated and comes back all jaded and he even had his memory partially fucked up so he's had a lot happen to him so i can see why he'd have gray hair wait till you see what happens to fucking ethan that boy been through a lot (laughs) we'll see um let let's let's circle it back to some uh movie stuff did y'all see uh the trailer for Venom, let there be carnage. It finally dropped. What y'all think of this? Don't everybody jump at one time. No, no. I mean, I thought it looked okay. I saw. I'm trying to type like the subjects as they come out. Um, I thought it looked okay. It it looked, it looked just as good or bad as the first trailer. You know. Um, So I'll, I'll leave it. I mean, it's the last Venom movie was a surprise hit. It actually wasn't that bad. Um, it's still weird that they're not talking about Spider-Man. It's weird as fuck. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but it looks just as good as, like, the last one. To me, anyway. Okay. That's yeah. Cool. I, 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 I agree. Like, when I was watching it, because the first one, when I first, the, when the trailer first came out, I was like, I don't know about this movie. It doesn't look that great. And the movie was, it did pretty well. It was pretty decent. And I kind of get the same vibe for the, this trailer. Like, you know... It seems cool, but I, I don't know. I, I agree. Like, they're, since they're not talking about Spider-Man, but then like, you know, having uh, Connish in there. Is, I, I mean, I, I really want to see how this all plays out because you know, from what I remember from playing at least like the game, like Connish is like, uh, does he come from Venom? From Venom? Isn't he like a, one of the yeah. friends? Yeah. He, he shits him up. Yeah. He literally shits him out in jail. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But no, I mean, no, nah, I'm still good chance. I mean, I'm not too impressed with the trailer. Talk about you, uh, yeah, I wasn't super impressed. I was definitely whelmed. Uh, it's just weird to me because if you watch the trailer, every time you see Eddie Brock on in the trailer, it's like this weird, comedic kind of buddy cop kind of vibe going on between him and the symbiote. But yet, when you see Cletus, it's all like kind of business and it's supposed to be scary and stuff. So it's like this weird kind of vibe in the trailer and i wasn't really like like oh my god like carnage is coming like i'm just like oh okay we get carnage like what are you gonna do with carnage like is he gonna be cool are they gonna show him killing people and being crazy ripping people apart and talking about he's freeing them from like life by ripping them open or we're just gonna see some just more cartoony fights or whatever and whatever so I, I I don't know. I'm 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 a I'm cautiously optimistic, but I definitely am not like excited. I will tell you this: I'm more excited for Black Widow than I am for Venom Two. I will. I'll say this: um, the the first one, I felt like there was a good amount of like 
even though it was still PG-13, it wasn't an R, there was a good amount of, like, action and, like, you had the sense that he would eat somebody, and he did a couple times, even though it wasn't crazy bloody like in an R-rated movie. Um, I think they'll go there again. It definitely feels like this is, you know, truly a sequel set in the same city of San Francisco like the first one. I'm, I'm on board. The biggest knock that I had for the first one was, what was it, Riot? was just fucking ass. You know, I, I couldn't stand the Riot character. Yes, we already knew going in, uh, Spider-Man wasn't going to be in it. So I just kind of released that from my expectations list. But Riot was like a huge, like, albatross for that movie. Um, I like Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson has played a crazy serial killer a few times, I think. But uh, most famously in, like, Natural Born Killers. I know he's not going to go that far with this movie, but I want to see what Woody does, because I already like Tom Hardy. But if, if they unleash Woody Harrelson to be a little wacky and the CGI for Carnage makes him look distinctive and more creative than the Venom symbiote, then I think this can work. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I love Woody Harrelson. He's fucking amazing. I mean, he's in almost everything. He's in fucking Star Wars. Like, what the mm. fuck? Uh, but, I mean, he... I am confident in his acting abilities to go any which way. And for him to be... I, I'm probably going to be like super either impressed or satisfied with his performance. I may not be satisfied with the, the movie as a whole if it goes the route that I, I think it's going to go, but we'll see. We still have a few more months. We'll see what happens. Um, um, we could be pleasantly surprised. They've been they've been telling us that this may not have an MCU connection. I think they might be downplaying this because we've already seen uh, in the Morbius trailer that we get fucking Vulture, and this may tie in more of that stuff through in the Venom film. So, you know, we don't know, and I'm hoping we get some kind of crazy reveal, maybe some kind of multiverse type thing. We'll see. Are you okay with, are you guys okay, I guess, with him uh, being an anti-hero again, really? I mean, this is a, a, a hero that sometimes kills or, or sometimes, you know, does that whole lethal uh, enforcer kind of route or whatever. Are, are you interested, I guess, in him uh, playing that role again opposite Carnage, just killing people for fun? I mean, what else were they going to do? It's called Venom. He's going to be the titular anti-hero slash hero. I mean, what are they going to do? Have two villains and have them run amok? No, they're not going to do that. So, mm -hmm. it, it's going to continue on what they did before. You're going to be having Eddie try to pull the reins on the symbiote every now and then. Oh, like, you can't eat the convenience store lady. You know, she helps us. Blah, blah, blah. Like, we'll probably see a little bit of that. So, I don't expect anything like vastly different with Eddie's character in this next iteration so okay i mean yeah i mean I, it's early i mean I, I hope to see some some actual fucking like like because the last one he ate a few people and this and that like it wasn't too much it wasn't too much cool i got there there was a there was that one scene inside the building where you fight when they're fighting like all the the agency guys or whatever and he's like ripping people apart but i definitely hope to see more than that more i, I hope to see more of that from carnage just because he fucking whack shit out of his fucking mind is going to start murdering people just because they're in front of him. But uh, I definitely want to see Venom kill some people. 
like, like the more thing I can think of is from the last one when he ate the the, the guy in the the inside the liquor store where he just mm-hmm. like ate his head off or whatever not. But uh, I don't. I, I want to see him do some some badass shit, not just be some like superhero who's just not not doing anything. Basically, just saving people without like eating somebody or killing somebody. Like somebody's got to die in my opinion. You, I don't think they have the the balls or the rights uh, to make this happen. But you literally could, if you could attach it to the MCU, uh, lead up to King and Black with Null, the like the symbiote god, um, you know, <laughs> taking over Earth and, and some fun stuff no, down the line. That shouldn't happen. But yeah, <laughs> but I, I don't think it's gonna. Ha- I, I agree. I don't think it's gonna happen. I don't think they even have the rights. to even have enough characters or enough ambition to make I'm, that happen yeah i mean they would have yeah. to get they'd have to be part of the mcu and that would yeah. be a whole other shit that, that would have to happen to be honest um yeah it'd be cool but i mean like to be honest like the king in black is something that's really new um if, if we mm-hmm. get we need to get fucking secret wars before we get fucking you know king in black you know i think secret wars would be like the way to go for like the next uh, or um the secret wars and then there's the other one with the goddamn uh the secret invasion you know, those are other two mm. really good storylines. I think that should be told first before this most recent. Invasion is on the list, I think, in their queue, right? Yeah, yeah well, I mean, already... Invasion will be TV series. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've already introduced, you know, the scrolls. So, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's a good point. I mean, if they could do it, that'd be great. But it's it's too early. They, they can't do anything um, on fucking do you time. Do the on this? Hmm. Uh, uh, Thirteen again. So uh, I don't know. Did y'all see this? Uh, IGN had rap about um, how this film could introduce the King in Black and have him be the main villain for a third, like, to complete a trilogy. No. To bring in someone. It's actually a pretty good read. And uh, if they did it right, it could be it could be really huge for the Venom series. No. If because, they just stand alone. But I disagree we'll be- see. only because, you know, Null should be a comic... comic uh, spanning villain not just venom specific villain you know it, mm. it should take most of the the world to take down uh null together not just venom because you can't be like oh null some you know crazy you know symbiote god that comes down to earth takes over the whole earth and then it's just venom defeats him and nobody else does anything but we all know that there's avengers there's fucking captain marvel there's all these other entities that are on earth you know, why wouldn't they, you know, help? And also, you know, Noel runs into Silver Surfer, which is like if you read the actual King in Black, um, it comes back into that. Like, Silver Surfer comes in, like, the, you know, sort of the end part, and so does Thor. You know, they, the really cool things happen. Really cool thing happens. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody else because the series just ended, but, you know, it needs a span. Like, you know, it needs to be the comic, it needs to be the Marvel Universe, not just Eddie Brock. So, I'm with you specifically because Null is a space god far, far away. Yeah, like that—that's a story that starts in deep ass space with cosmic Marvel characters. Even Nova, maybe the, yeah, maybe Eternals, maybe Nova. You know, maybe like Kronos mentioned, some Thor, some Silver Surfer can help kind of hint at that. But that's almost something like Thanos, where you have to kind of hint at it. And talk about the cosmic Marvel universe for four or five movies, and then eventually his ass comes to fucking Earth and takes fucking over and fights everybody. Um, but he, he's he's just too big and badass 
for it to just be like, oh, this random symbiote god came down to Earth randomly in the third movie and he's got to fight Venom now. Nah. No, yeah, because nah, that's not how it goes. Yeah, no, no yeah. definitely Thanos Galactus level, you know, almost celestial level. Actually, no, he's actually more dangerous than a celestial. So, yeah, yeah he's a celestial plus level villain. So, you need to do him I, right. I mean, because I haven't really caught up, but I know he, kill, he kills a celestial, doesn't he? He, he doesn't kills him, he fucking takes it over. Removes yeah. his head and takes him over. He's like a symbiote fucking celestial. It's a great yeah. story. Uh, and again, I would love to see it, but it would have to be done right over minimum five movies. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, yeah it needs yeah, to be like that. Thanos. Yeah. I mean, li- yeah, I listen, mean... nobody. W- I-, I was a huge Thanos fan, you know, way like when I was a kid, my teenage years, way before there was an MCU. I never thought there would be Thanos in the fucking movies. Yeah. And the way they actually introduced him, I was like, oh shit, like they're actually going to like do it right. Like actually. You know, push him in more and more and more, and they even went to, when they went to like the Black Order. I was like, God damn, are you fucking for real? Like, so they need to pay that that same sort of attention to know that they paid you know attention to uh, well, to Thanos. So one thing they could do because I mean they're building up the Spider Spider Multiverse. Like they could try to like build like a Spider Universe. If we have the Iron Man, the, I mean the Marvel Universe, the Iron Man kicked it off. But like we can have something with Spider Man. And Venom and stuff kind of coming together and creating a whole Spider Verse. Because I know in the next one, uh, was it Lost Dimensions or No Way Home or something about that? Like, I know Lost in the Bathroom, I can't believe it's called. But, uh, oh, yeah, God it, dang. It, it talks about bringing in, like, Tobey Maguire Spider Man and, uh, and Garfield Spider Man. So maybe they can somehow start tying this stuff in with, like, um, with Morpheus and maybe have the, the vampires that eat the, the spider people and stuff. Like, I like to see that all come together. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for one movie, and, and yeah, I'm talking about like a like a span of movies. Yeah, I I hope that the crazy amount of rumors we've heard for Spider-Man Three, I hope half of them are actually on film and accurate, and not people blowing smoke. Because some of these rumors have been wild as fuck all year. I oh, yeah. I take them all with a grain of salt. You know. Are we still getting that Madam? Uh, what's her name? The, oh, the, that um, one spider chick, not spider woman. Madam Web. Yeah, yeah Madam Web. Spider Web movie. I remember. Let me talk about that. Like, last who year fucking knows? Who knows? That's a bad idea. Yeah. Um, let's switch it up a little bit. Um, so we uh, we were talking about this in the chat a little bit, and I want to be respectful and careful, but there's something that just kind of confused the ever-loving fuck out of me. Earlier today on Twitter. Gal Gadot caught a whole lot of fucking hell um, for her comments. And I'm going to read them in their entirety in just a second. Uh, This is going with the uh, Israeli and Palestinian latest uh, violence that's going on. And some people would take issue with me saying violence rather than talking about the occupation, talking about terrorists, talking about state-sponsored terrorists. Violence period is what I'm, I'm just going to use that, that phrase because I don't like people losing their fucking lives. But um, in any event, let me just read exactly what she said. And I, I, I need to hear from you guys, I guess, because I didn't interpret it the way the Internet did. And that's not just me defending her because I like Wonder Woman or whatever. I, I, I feel like this got blown up uh, because people are angry about other things. She says, quote, my heart breaks. 
my country is at war. I worry for my family, my friends. I worry for my people. This is a vicious cycle that has been going on for far too long. Israel deserves to live as a free and safe nation. Our neighbors deserve the same. I pray for the victims and their families. I pray for the unimaginable, uh, unimaginable hostility to end. I pray for our leaders to find the solution so we could live side by side in peace. I pray for better days." End quote. What? Why are people mad at that? That's fucking... I don't think damn they're beautiful. Well... Like, okay. I mean, she, 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 wants, she wants peace is what I'm reading from her, her statement. Yeah, but, okay, it's like... So for some people that got mad at that, so I have only, like, a... a sort of a cursory glance of, like, how this shit all started. But from what I understand, it's like a real estate... It's a real estate issue with somebody with people that were Islamic that were given um, houses, and now they're trying to take it back. Like the, um, I guess the Israelis are trying to take like those houses back, sort of by force. And so for yes. somebody to say that we want peace, like for her to say like we want peace now, after like they literally started the you know, like the actual issue, I can understand on some level. Why people would get mad at it, but at the same time, like I, I get what she's trying to say, you know, yeah, like obviously you want peace, I, I like I totally get that, but at the same time, it's like if they would have just left the houses the way they were, like probably wouldn't have been a problem at all. Um, but the whole region is, uh, I'm, I, and I'm drastically simplifying this shit, okay, because these are like geopolitics in the in the most uh, complex region with geopolitics on Earth is you know is is that region. It's just like. They need to come up with like a, a better solution, um, and it's not going to be an equitable equitable solution to anybody. But also, you know, like the Jews living in that area was not equitable to the folks that like originally lived there. But at the same time, like what they went through obviously wasn't equitable to them because they were fucking getting murdered and fucking thrown in ovens and shit. So it's like, yeah, like all around, it's all fucked up. But I think that there needs there needs to be like a a, a better solution. What that is, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, especially, hold on, a little a caveat here. People might not understand. The main reason why people are probably pissed about what she said is because she used to be part of the, the Israeli uh, army yeah. before she was an actor. Which, which just, just to clarify, is mandatory. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't be an Israeli uh, Israeli citizen of, like, older than age, 17, 18, or whatever, and just say, oh, I don't want to go join. No, you, you are. Man it is mandatory and required that you serve. In the Israeli military. Yeah. Just and, to put that out there. And just another thing, too, just for in case people get fucking mad um, that know me as my, my first name. My first name is actually in Arabic. I am not Muslim at all. I'm not religious. I'm actually an atheist. So I have no fucking skin in the game at all. Any of this shit. I think the vast majority of religions are fucking silly as fuck to me. Y'all fucking silly ass shit that you believe in. Except for maybe... There's like one. I forgot. It's not Hinduism. It's something else. That wasn't Maybe as Buddhism? silly. Buddhism. Buddhism was like. Buddhism's pretty chill. Yeah, it's the least silly to me. The rest of them, they're yeah, all fucking silly as shit to me. So yeah, I, I don't have any skin in the game. I'm not Islamic. I'm I'm not Jewish. I'm not Christian. I'm an atheist. All right, it's ridiculous to me. I I, I feel like this, and again, I'm not trying to defend her. I understand complex. It's a very complex situation with a whole lot of fucking history. The Holy Land. I, I, I get. At a surface level, not that I'm a Middle Eastern expert on geopolitics, I'm not claiming to be. This is a pretty benign 
quote that I read. Like, it is not her advocating in the actual words, not what you, you know, feel about what's going on when you watch the news or because you spoke to someone back, uh, back in that region of the world. What the actual words are saying doesn't indicate directly her promoting violence, wanting more bloodshed, uh, dehumanizing uh, the people on uh, in Israel or in Palestine. This is literally her saying, I pray for peace and I pray that they find a, a solution. Yes, I get the whole aspect of, well, so-and-so started it and, and this is a retaliation I, I, and children are dying. I get that. I just don't see from the actual words that I read where she is promoting more bloodshed. I don't see that. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not promoting more bloodshed, bloodshed, but it's, you know, it's like, uh, it'd be like, you know, like after Japan bombed us. Well, actually, no, that's too extreme. That's too extreme. I'm not going to go there. But there's times where, like, somebody commits, like, an act, and you're just like, oh, mm -hmm. I want peace now. And it's just like, well, you didn't start with peace, so what the fuck? Yeah. But that's not, I, but also, it's not what she said. Yeah, so. that, I, I'm, I'm just trying to stick to the words, because I think attentions are so fucking hot right now and rightly so there's children fucking dying i i, I get it um but i also think that it's a little misguided to direct all of your anger when she's not promoting violence from the words at her versus the leaders <laughs> you know what i mean of fucking militaries the leaders of countries that have the ability to command and say send a rocket here uh invade this uh take that away um, we're going to continue to occupy. The leaders are the ones in control, not a movie star, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm looking forward to listening to uh, Fareed Zakaria this Sunday on GPS on his take on yeah. this because I, I think he's like one of the most when it comes to like geopolitics, like I, I trust what he says for the most part. You know. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to his take this weekend. Yeah, he, he's he's excellent. Again, I'm not trying to even necessarily. Uh, do anything, but I feel like people need to calm down a bit, point fingers at leaders, and just read words. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's my thing. Go ahead. Well, I was going to change. So anybody else got anything else to say about that? No, I, just, I was just looking at some of the tweets that people were saying back to her, and like a, a lot of it comes down to her being uh, a former um, in, in the IDF or whatever for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. But it's, like you said, that, like she didn't have a choice. Like she had to fucking do that. I seen her in her camo, and she looked pretty fucking hot. Just to say. I mean, <laughs> Google yeah. that. Look that. Look that up. <laughs> so, you good? Go ahead. Oh, then you got anything yeah, else? Yeah. Any save rounds? Um, I mean, I haven't really been paying too close attention to this. There's too much you know information and history and whatnot, and so I've been kind of avoiding this because. To me, I don't see a solution anytime soon. Unfortunately, I, I feel like this is just going to turn into something from bad to worse, unfortunately. And um, even though what Prodigy was saying, like, this is a movie star making these quotes, they still have, you know, millions of people following them, millions of people taking what they say to be influential. So I can see why people may be upset. And I haven't read any of her responses, or uh, or I'm sorry, I haven't read any responses to her her quote or anything. So um, I'm just hoping that you know the violence stops soon, 
but I have a bad feeling this could get worse. Yeah, it, it might, but I mean, it's it's been off. That reason's been fucked up for like the longest time. I, you know, like I said, I, I hope they fix it, but I mean, listen, if America got over, fuck, not got over. If the America, if America got through the Civil War with an equitable solution, then I think that that region of the world can probably do something similar. That's all I'm saying. Even though it took a war, but this you've been fucking that region's been at war for like how long? Even though it's been like kind of like a shadow war, it's like come on, like very long. Let's uh let's let's figure it out as human beings, an equitable solution. Anyway, let's can mm-hmm. we move on a little bit? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This is also I didn't put it on the list. I'm sorry. I'm I'm notorious for not for doing this. I'll, I'll try to be better in the future. But do y'all watch last week tonight with John Oliver? Um, very, very infrequently, but I, I, I usually see just clips when it, like, trends. I, I, I tend to watch it or the highlights, but I missed last week's, so. Okay. Go ahead. So last week's episode was one of the best episodes ever, and I'm going to have to say, like, a public apology to my stepsister on this. Actually, it was kind of leading up to this anyway, um, even before like, I watched the episode, because I have a, a daughter with uh, type 4C hair. I'm just saying. This uh, this episode, like the main story, was about black hair, and he went hard as fuck. I don't know who the fuck on his staff is black. I don't know how many people on his staff are black, <laughs> but goddamn, was he using all the right words? I'm just saying, like everything that he was talking about, like weaves and fucking all kinds of like like braids and all kinds of shit. I was like, man, John Oliver, the British? Yes, <laughs> yeah. bro. If you've seen some of his stuff, he does go hard into the paint. Okay. Yeah, he was talking about like different kind. I was just like, bruh, who? Like, I had to like take a minute and like watch this dude like really break down like, the problem with black hair in America and how like you can't have your own natural hair in America. And he talked about like the, the, was the, not the king, the crown act and all that shit and like all these things. But uh, the amount of depth that he goes into talking about like black hair was. Uh, it was really in depth. It was fantastic. It's a problem that I think most white Americans don't even realize is re- even really a thing, um, because people are. This is where I'm going to apologize to my stepsister. Um, is that like years ago she was talking about? She posted an article about um, how it's hard to have your own natural hair if you're you know if you're a black woman in America, and you know it's an issue you know as an employment if you're getting employed. I'm just like well to me. To me, as a dumbass, back then, like if your hair looks fucked up, then it looks fucked up. Like, but that I wasn't thinking about like her from her point of view. It's like if it's the way they naturally came, but then somebody's discriminated against you to make you to like, and makes you get a white hairstyle because they're not comfortable with your own natural hair. That's a problem. I get it now. Um, I'm probably going to make a clip out of this and and so she can see this because I think this is more substantial about me just like actually sending her a text like, listen, I'll put that shit in public. All right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it now because I was thinking back like uh, I remember I, I tell I tell the story all the time, like how I used to have long hair. All right, I used to grow my hair like I, I, I grew my hair once I got out of the Marine Corps. And I remember wow, okay. like what I like, I, I had like a little mini fro. And I remember like I would tell the story of, you know, hey, like I stopped doing it because I'm fucking lazy because I didn't want to keep like it was the upkeep was fucking too much. Like, I, kept, I was tired of picking my hair out, doing all that shit. It was too much. What I realized after watching that, watching that episode is the, the reason why I stopped doing it is because if I didn't pick out my hair and it wasn't fucking perfect, 
than somebody white would be like, his hair's fucked up. Because I definitely saw people that, that paid way less attention to their hair that had straight hair, that had their hair all fucked up, and nobody would say a fucking thing. But I knew if I came into my office with nappy hair, somebody would say something to me. They definitely would. They definitely, 100% they would. And so, uh, stepsister, I'm not going to call you by name. But, yeah, I get it now. I totally get it. And the way that you have your hairstyle right now, um, I think it's, it's, fuck, it's beautiful. But I, I can see how people that are not of African descent will think that your hair is fucked up. And it's wrong. Because it's the way... Actually, the, the way she had her... The last time I saw her, the way that her hair is, it's not, it's not the, the natural way that it grows, but it is a African hairstyle. And that still is offensive to some, uh, I guess, a bunch of white people. And it, it's fucked up. Could you imagine, like, if you went into, hair, it went into like, your job and uh, you combed your hair, like, a little bit, but it still has some strands flying out, and somebody said something to you about, hey, you know, your hair looks kind of fucked up today. Like, this is not our company standards. Meanwhile, if you just happen to grow your hair the way it naturally grows, and you have a, a protective hairstyle um, with African hair, and you're doing all the things you need to do to, to take care of your hair, and they're still getting mad at you for having your hair the way it naturally grows, or a protective hairstyle <laughs> for your style of hair. It happens in America. Uh, this happened to my cousin. This literally happened to his job. He grew his hair out, and then he braided it, and they were like, "Oh, you need to, you need to change your hair." And he's like, "Why?" Like, well, your hairstyle is associated with like the gangster yeah. uh, oh, mentality and the gangster That's stuff. Of racism, and man. I'm like, dude, he grew his hair out for a year, and he got he literally so the way he got his hairstyle was cone rolls. So he got his hair cone roll and it was clean. It was like super clean. I was like, oh shit, this actually looks nice. But his boss told him he had to change his hair. And he was like, well, yeah, we didn't want this, you know, uh, this kind of like outlook from our business. We're trying to, you know, project this kind of image and this kind of draws a negative image. I'm like, how does your hair do this? But yet you have people with pink hair, which is not a normal hair color, yep. run around the fucking spot. So, but yet his cone rolls, I'm like, dude, Bo Derek. In the 1980s, was a six foot blonde who wore cone rolls, and everyone thought it was super progressive and super hot and all this shit. But yeah, you wear it in like you know a public spot, and all of a sudden it's offensive. You, you, well, let's be clear, yo, yo, black ass wear it. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, for real. I walked away, and so I don't know what the topic is, but I'm just gonna assume. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, cause I we, we see we see we see the same situations with like with kids in school where like you know. Kids decide to get cornrows or wear big twisties, like twisties or something like that, and they they're sent home to, from the from the school telling them that they need to fucking cut their hair or something like that, or they can't graduate until they change their fucking hairstyle. It's like this, this person's a goddamn adult now. Like why can't they fucking graduate? Like we see shit like that all the fucking time. And like um, there was a story I heard earlier. I'm not sure if this story you guys were talking about, where like there was a girl who said she was going to start her own business and she wasn't allowed allow you to work there if your hair was like straight if your hair was straight or something there's some some excuse she gave and then she, people started getting hella bad she never said your hair had to be blonde or this color this there's like just one little thing she gave and people like that's so offensive and blah blah like that means i can't work there it's like well you can always like change your hair if that's the, if that's the case like it just pointed out how like you know corporations want black folks to change their hair as one black lady says something similar and like she gets crazy heat about it yeah, yeah, so 
Go ahead. Uh, were you were you about to talk about California? Because California is the only state that I'm aware of that actually passed legislation that you cannot be discriminated based on the style of your hair. Yeah, that's not be reprimanded. It's the Crown Act. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, legislation about fucking hair? Like, come on. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's crazy that, you know, especially because I think that white people, they don't understand how much fucking time and effort it takes to, like, to do any black hair, hairstyle. It takes fucking hours. Hours! Even if you just have, like, a basic... Well, maybe not. Well, for, like, if you want to get something, like, fancy. Like, if you're talking about braiding your hair or putting in twists, it takes hours. Hours. Literally hours. Uh, even, like, a basic, um, like, with, like, with Riley. If I'm in a hurry, like, this happened literally fucking last week. Um, I gave her a bath. She had to go to school. And I knew that I had, I had 30 minutes before I had to leave. And I was like, 30 minutes? I'm cutting it fucking close just to get her, you know, quote-unquote presentable. You know, for school, it's like. But if it's a kid with with straight hair, it's super easy to just fucking come there and get him out, of the, get him out of the fucking place. And even with like the, the thirty minutes that I that I had, because I, I I fucked up, I cut myself short. I gave her a bath, I uh, I shampooed her hair, but I didn't have enough time to fucking actually like comb her, her her hair out. I just had enough time to like actually like shampoo her hair, clean it, and then give her like a basic like hairstyle, like put in like the, the lock method. You know, uh, her hair was already wet, then oil and cream. All right, but I didn't have enough time to like comb her hair or do any other shit, and so but I knew there's gonna be backlash with K-Mac because I didn't have a chance to comb her hair. Because like when she when she does her hair and she braids it, like if you don't comb your hair, like it's it's all bad, especially when it's not wet. Like it's gonna hurt Riley's scalp. But I'm like I just I ran out of time. So yep. but people they don't get how much time and effort we put in just to make ourselves presentable just for white people. It, and it's basically just for you, and it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then, and then even well, still, for those people to get mad that the hours that people are putting in to their children's hair, or to even to their own hair, and the people are still getting to still get mad about that shit. You know what? Fuck you. Like seriously, fuck you. I um, I like this. I need to see uh, this John Oliver. I, I do usually watch him, so I just I can't believe I missed the. A really good one. Um, there was a whole... I think we talked about it a few years ago. Uh, Chris Rock did the Good Hair documentary, yeah. which was Ooh. which was excellent on the same topic. I'm also going to say this, and it, I'm not trying to say it in a <laughs> fucked up way, but it, this is a heavily skewed issue with, typically, with black women's hair versus black men in terms of just how much time now some men do have long hair some men do put in more time some men have i get all that but i'm, I'm saying on average it seems like like i have a son and a daughter for my son you know hey you gotta wash your hair put a little oil in and whatnot it, it's nowhere near the part we gotta cut it sometimes i'll cut it usually would go to a barbershop or maybe one of his uncles would with my daughter like mishka will spend yeah. all sunday morning doing that process and so um you know it's just me and my son pretty much that day taking care of all the household chores it's a four to sometimes even six hour process and so i gotta give props to the black girls and black women on that side um for you know just that being a longer process in general for them not always yes there's some men with longer hair but 
in general, it's a shorter process for the boys. And, yeah. and, and to still get shit on. That's the main thing for me yeah. is like you still get shit on for putting in that much time and attention to make yourselves what you assume would be presentable to them. And they still yeah. show you. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, seriously. Yeah. No, that's, um, a, that's a great great point. Well, it, it's so funny. we... Well, quick thing. Uh, it's funny because I was watching the Fresh Prince of Belair, and it was the, the episode where Will goes back to Philly, and, like, he comes back to, to Belair, and he had, like, braids in his hair, and his uncle's giving him shit, saying, like, hey, you look like a fucking prisoner. You need, you need to cut your fucking hair. And, and I'm thinking, like, there's actually... I think every black family TV show had at least one episode that came across that issue with the hair. Like, okay, your, your hair isn't presentable. You need to, like, cut it. I'm thinking of, like, I'm thinking of, like, Family Matters. They did something like that. Some of the older ones, maybe not so much just because, you know, the fro was the thing, so that's what they expect your hair to look like. But, like, you know, all the future ones, they, they all had that, that aspect. I think even, like, with, um, with Sister Sister, I think, uh, Batman or whatever it is, Marcus Marcus Houston came in one time and had braids and like the dad said something crazy to him before he like started just having like a little curls or whatever. But yeah, I mean it was it, it's just interesting how like that's how stuff is played out for for African American people with like curly hair. Well, and when I've seen like stories recently, like in the in the, over the past year, where like some fucking crazy white person will cut a person's hair in school. Mm-hmm. Like, cut their, like, whatever, like, braids or whatever mm-hmm. they have. And it's like, bro, listen, if somebody ever did that to my daughter, and I, and I would literally come to school with clippers. I'd be like, I guess your hair's gone now, too, right? Yeah. Like, seriously, because, first of all, how fucking dare you put your hands on a child and cut their hair just because of something that you don't like, how they naturally come in life? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you to do that? Like, I remember the, one of them was, like, the, the kid that was wrestling, he had he yep. had uh, dreads. They cut off his hair. They had to literally cut his hair on the sides. I'm like, no. F- if I was the father, I'd be like, no. Nah, lost your fucking mind. And I'm going to fucking sue you. Like, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And another one was, like, some kid that was, like, a little kid that was going to school. And uh, some uh, teacher decided to cut her hair. And I'm just like, you've lost your mind. Like, they don't understand the time that goes into this shit. And the disrespect that well, you're putting in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of a, like, they don't give a shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it looks ugly to them, and, like, fuck you. You know, they don't they don't care. But I'm even going to say this, too. Sometimes, like, with, you know, the Rastas and whatnot, that's actually part of not only a cultural but a religious mm-hmm. significance. And you don't even care if it, if it has religious significance. You know, you wouldn't go up to, uh, you know, someone who's wearing a, a burqa or a yarmulke or something like that and... and, and, and forcefully remove that from them you know as part of their religious customs because uh, it'd be f- all fucked up but you feel comfortable just saying let me cut off your fucking locks fuck you so you know been uh, for years. so we actually talked about this briefly with uh, echo kellum from arrow if oh, you yeah. uh, listen to our podcast with him we talked about how long it takes to get rolled up and he he knew about that he knew like it takes hours so we had like other theories one theory was that the flash came and knew how to roll hairs <laughs> what was great about the john oliver episode is that he actually was playing clips from black actors and they were talking about how there is like a shortage of people that know how to do black hair in hollywood like there's places where like they would go on set to like get make- hair and makeup done and they would just spray some water on their hair and just like pat it down like oh you're good it's like no like this is not how this works 
Like, yeah. you need to know how to, like, do my hair. Like, That makes yeah. so much fucking sense now that you're saying yeah. that, uh, Kronos. Because we've Cause all like, seen. We, we've talked about the fact that, hey, why does so-and-so have really fucked up hair in the scene? Yeah. And now uh, there's a light bulb moment for me, like, oh, because they had shitty makeup and hair people. They yeah. didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Like, of course. Like uh, Dr. Dre and, and The Walking Dead, his fucking dread. Oh, like, yeah. Shit. That's, that's probably why he's not on there anymore. I don't know if he yeah. came back. I stopped watching for a while. But, uh, yeah, man, like, there's, there's a lot of shows where the black person hair just looks like garbage. It's awful. Yeah, and then if, it's not, if it's not fine straight, it doesn't look great. Yeah, the, the amount of depth that he goes into. And the the actual language that he uses in that episode, I was just like, I don't I don't agree with everything John Oliver says, um, but this that segment was so fucking spot on. It was so well done. I think any black person that watches this will probably be amazed on the amount of knowledge that he at least exudes. <laughs> so, but yeah, I was just like, oh shit, all right, he's using like he's saying all the right things, and uh, so, uh, yeah. Is the episode that he's talking about? Is he just talking about black people hair? Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about okay, yeah, specifically that's... black people's hair. Well, it's, it's available on YouTube right now. Yeah, and it should be. I'm not sure if it was on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Usually, his segments are, are available on YouTube, not the whole episodes, but this segment, uh, probably share it out on uh, our social medias. But it was so well done. I think it's an issue that most people, if you don't have African hair, you know, then you probably don't even really give a shit about. Um, yeah, to be honest, for me, like, I I never had to deal with. Uh, Obviously, with my hair, I just I fucking cut it for the most part. I don't really give a shit. I deal with my beard, but that's about it. Uh, but you know, when it comes to my youngest daughter, I mean, she's got you know four C hair, and I've you know I had to figure out how to take care of it. And, you know, my oldest daughter, she you know she's mixed, so she had mostly straight hair. It was loosely curled, um, and then K-Mac has been the one that really went above and beyond, like really learning how to like do all the and you know K-Mac's you know she's white. And she's had to like go into these groups to figure out how to do Riley's hair and figure out how to do twists and cornrows and all those other things. It's just like she's she spends hours at a time, just like just like uh, Mishka does. Probably ask Mishka for help sometimes too, you know, just sitting down for hours trying to make Riley's hair the way that she wants it. And it's just like it's a lot of commitment that people are just they just shit on it, you know, they, they don't they don't even get it, they're not even willing to understand like how much time they're putting in for it. Too yeah. presentable I remember, for for them. I remember last year, a couple of years ago, I saw something on Facebook where there was a woman who started a business where she was teaching families how to how to take care of black hair because there's a lot of people adopting kids. Yeah, yeah. And so like they were showing them how to do the hair, like how to comb and this and that, and like people were saying like, yeah, this is like like black people hair is just, just it's just different. It's like you, you just take care of it a different way. It's not you can't just fucking like home it and expect to just be like easy, some easy peasy thing like yeah it's, it's definitely a fucking challenge and I remember being a kid like getting my hair combed out and I'll be crying or whatever and they be like oh don't worry you're just tender headed like no nah, tender <laughs> Bro, he even had the fucking uh, the hot combs on the episode he's like remember oh, that yeah. smell no. he's like, he was like Damn. he's like a good portion of my um, audience probably doesn't know what these are but y'all that know know remember that smell holy fuck John Oliver yeah he went Holy fucking shit. deep he went so deep <laughs> No, that's, that's awesome, man. That's kinda, awesome. Kind of jumping back to Chris Brown. Uh, so, yeah, he had that. Not Chris Brown. Wait. Chris, Chris, not Chris Brown. Uh, fuck. Chris I'm sorry, we talking about wife beaters? No, no. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, yeah, she wasn't a wife, Chris but, Rock you know. Had, 
Yeah, no, Chris Rock had that movie Good Hair, but then he also released a horror movie called Bad Hair. That was horrible. <laughs> was so fucking bad on, on fucking Hulu. Oh, man, yep. it, was all, it was all kind of bad. There you about go. With hair taking over. But it, there's a fun, funny fact, there's a movie called Hair that's a Japanese horror movie, or J-horror movie. It's fucking funny as hell. It, it's worth watching. Basically, this guy is, is cutting the hair of this dead girl, and whoever gets her hair weaves into him, the hair takes over and, like, starts killing people. It's it's it's, it's pretty fucking funny, but, like, people, like, get the, the hair starts going into the body and, like, grows out of the body. It's, it's, it's fucking funny. But I, if you can find out, they check that out. I love Japanese and Korean horror because they just, they're not afraid to go fucking weird ass places with their shit. You know what I mean? Or so, very good. Like, watch Kingdom on Netflix. Right, I still need to watch that one. Yeah. So good. So good. I, I'm going to check that one out, uh, Old Ninja, because it, it does have, like, some super aw- awesome uh, high ratings and whatnot. So, so Dude, that, fucking see. That shit's got fucking the, the fast zombies. They don't got the slow Walking Dead zombies. They oh, yeah. It's. They're running at high speed. They're running at high speed, like, at people. I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, they're... And then they... No matter what, their goal... Like, their goal is to get to you. And they're gonna, like, harm themselves until they get to you type shit. It, it's so good. Old Ninja, I'm gonna put you on the spot to switch gears a little bit. Because um, we haven't really touched upon it. Uh, Star Wars is your thing. Uh, well, actually, two sci-fi things. Star Wars... Bad Batch, I want to hear your impressions on, and then I don't want you to forget, uh, basically Mass Effect is nearly upon us, so uh, are you excited and hyped about that too? So go ahead. Uh, there's there's, there's a lot going on this week, which I'll probably end up talking about uh, later on, probably because we'll probably end up in the next 20, 30 minutes, but um, Bad Batch, I think I talked about it briefly, it. but, but uh, what I didn't know, there's a second episode came out last friday so episode one came out on star wars day which was two last tuesday and then there was another episode that came out that friday after the podcast so uh it's been definitely interesting there's been a lot of uh callbacks and and um you know uh yeah callbacks name products and some cameos but they, the Bad Batch is definitely making their own way and carving out their own story. They're literally starting at the very beginning of the Empire. And so what, how that affects them, Order 66, um, how they're going to survive. Like, we don't even have the Rebellion yet. Um, we see Saw Gerrera when he's still, like, pre-Forrest uh, Whitaker looking. Um, he's still a young man, sort of. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I know there's been a lot of fans that are kind of like um, hesitant on the little girl. There's a, a new character. She's a clone, but she's an altered clone, and apparently she's defective. We don't know how or 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 why. So but I remember, I remember an episode but, they were talking about how like um, they they made her to be like one of the the doctors or whatever. Like whatever those creatures are that that are creating the clones. Mm, the Kimonin, Kimonin, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but they said, but they they said that way before you find out that she's actually a, a clone. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. A lot of people are speculating, you know, who she's supposed to be or whatnot. I think she might die later. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on board. Um, the first episode's over an hour. The second episode's only half an hour. Um, we're gonna get a new episode, uh, I guess, on Friday. So I'm gonna see wh- where it goes from there. Can I ask a quick question, Old Ninja? 
because mm. I, have, I haven't started this at all. Um, just, you know, kind of yay or nay. Is this, like, Nando-level great, or...? It's like, it's a, it's, it's an animated show, so it's on the level of the Clone Wars. Yeah. But, okay, okay. So, it, it, it kind of, it, it kind of keeps the tone with the Clone Wars, but we're in uncharted territory. That's what makes yeah. this a lot more interesting. This is a territory, this is the, the 20 years between, um, episode three and, um, A New Hope, so... We'll get to see what's going on between this, outside of Rebels. Was the Clone Wars a series, or was it like was it like a mini series, or was it just a movie? There, it's all of both. Those two different series. The, yeah, I was trying to find the series on because uh, I remember it was on Cartoon Network, and I remember there being like That's a mini, like it was probably like five minute clip they would show it, like in between like different anime on on anime. Yeah, so on, uh, Cartoon uh, Network, but uh, no on on. On Disney Plus, they don't have the series on there. They only have the movie. No, so I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down really quick because uh, so there's the micro series. The micro series, that's what it was. The micro series is on Disney Plus. They added it April April first of this year. So the micro series is under the Star Wars collection tab, where there's the Ewok films is on there as well. There's the two hour animated movie which kicks mm -hmm. off the Clone Wars series. And then there's the micro series. The micro series has a big time jump in between the two volumes, so all of that is on there. All of it's on Disney Plus. But I'm very you can confused. Go on there and watch it. Do they have the Gendy Tarkovsky one? Yeah, that's called the mic. They call it the micro series, but they call it Star Wars Vintage, and it's on it's on Disney Plus. It's under the Star Wars Vintage tab. That's the best um, fucking one. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's a uh, it's in two. It's, it's split into two. So it was split into hour and fifteen minute like watches. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. So there's it's just like the DVD. If you bought the DVD, this one had the first hour, which was the first season, and the second disc had the second hour, which is the second season. Well, the, the so reason, all of that's on Disney Plus now. Yeah, the reason why that one's great is because it it's a direct time between the movies. It's literally in between two of the movies, and it shows mm -hmm. why General Grievous was like all kind of fucked up before. Um, Clone Wars, like the movie, so yeah, the micro series was it gives you it gives you your first look at Grievous. It introduces Asajj Ventress, which is a super popular character. Um, they brought back a character from the micro series and made him canon. And I guess we're gonna see him in Bad Batch, maybe. But Dirge, uh, bounty hunter, oh. which you see in the micro series, he and he's in the comics, but he's coming back apparently. So. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's introduced in the micro series, which is, which was incorporated into the animated series. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on there. What's cool? I like with the beginning of uh, the Bad Batch. They do the whole like, like previously on episode, like where you have the guy talking. And he's like, oh, and the the warriors have to fight this and that and this and that. Oh, but yeah. then we have to cut over to such and such. Like I like how they did that. Cause they did that with the with Clone Wars, and I'm mm -hmm. glad they they kind of keep that going. Yeah, they brought that back, which is interesting. They they took that out for Rebels, which is yeah. uh, which is whatever. It, it's whatever for me. And then uh, Friday we have Mass Effect: The Legendary Edition. Uh, I don't ha we don't have Stitch here yelling out foul and trying <laughs> to shoot all over this. But, hey, uh, hey, 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 old ninja. This is all I want to know. When you pick it up, let me know if the Mass Effect One has the controls like two and three. If it does, I'll pick it up. Oh, right yeah. If it doesn't. Like, be honest with me, please. Because if you, if you oh, tell yeah, me yeah, it yeah. does and it doesn't, I'm going to fucking come to your house and fuck you up. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've been sure reading up on it. I guess it will have like a hybrid. Uh, definitely uh, the controls for the Mako, which is the, the vehicle you get to drive, are apparently improved and slightly different. I don't care about the Mako. I, I just care about how fucking basically the, 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 the combat, basic gameplay. Yeah, yeah the combat. Yeah, so I guess the combat is supposed to be more like Mass Effect 3 than 2. But I'm gonna find out when one, I yeah. play the game. As far as gameplay, so games, yeah. and yeah, I'm gonna find out when I get the game. It comes out Friday. Um, it's gonna be, I guess, all the DLC except for one will be included in the package. So it's been definitely, it'll be definitely interesting to play and check out. I, I'm excited to see it. I may wait a few days before I play it, but we'll, we'll see. I really want like other franchises to follow Mass Effect's um, vision of just saying, hey, we know you like guys like fucking RPGs. Uh, we're going to put stakes in our RPGs and it's going to follow three fucking games. Where if you fuck up and you and so-and-so dies in your party in the first game, well, guess what? You don't see that character in two and three. Like, mm -hmm. I, that, that aspect of things, that should have been emulated by a lot of other RPGs, franchises. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't the, the Witcher? Yeah, well, I mean, not, but doesn't The Witcher do that too, or no? I didn't play so, The Witcher. That's what's so hard. I, I started with three, and they did some recap stuff, but they didn't have two and one on uh, on PlayStation. So, mm. you know, <laughs> if if they ever do that, I'd actually go back and play uh, a revamped version of Witcher one and two. Oh, that'd yeah. be interesting. Playing yeah. playing Mass Effect is like uh, watching Speed Racer, where somebody dies, they don't fucking come back. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Mass Effect will. It'll be definitely interesting to play. I, I'm glad that a lot of people who never got a chance to pick it up. I mean, I know it's on Game Pass now, but now you get the 4K version, improved graphics, improved um, gameplay. Hopefully, uh, for this franchise, uh, the only thing that's missing is the multiplayer for Part Three, which is definitely unfortunate. But I mean, I think the game as a whole will be worth it to play that whole experience. Did they ever even add uh, multiplayer to that shitty Andromeda one? It came with multiplayer day one. Oh, okay. <laughs> did I didn't it? know that. Yeah, it had multiplayer day one. I was oh, just okay. playing the other day. I stopped playing it. They didn't. The game was terrible. Yeah, they didn't. When it first came out. They didn't really, yeah, they didn't really add a whole lot to the multiplayer. There was a, there's only, there's a limited amount of maps, but they added a, bu a bunch of characters and that was kind of it. Oh, and a couple of guns. But there's a there was a lot of improvement that needed to be added for that multiplayer, but it is what it is. So cool. Um, can I mention something real quick? Uh, this is something I'm excited about. I think Kronos is too. Um, Regina King and it looks like Ryan Coogler maybe maybe doing some producing are gonna direct Bitterroot, the image comic um, from uh, I think it's Kevin Walker. If or David Walker, rather, David Walker that did it. Um, this is, we've talked about this a couple years back. This is a great image series that's basically like Harlem Renaissance um, ghost busting, almost. In a fun kind of way. Like, a family that is able to, like, take out supernatural demons that have a racist element to it. The clan is in there. Um, in, like, Harlem Renaissance era um, with super incredible art uh, and some really, really fun uh, storylines. I love this fucking comic. I still read it to this day. The fact that it's getting an adaptation with Regina King has me fucking hyped even without a trailer. What y'all think? 
Yeah, so unfortunately, I think I might have read the first one. I was interested, but y'all know I read a lot of comics. Or I try to, anyway. Um, and I think that was one of the ones where I just forgot to re-up it. It's been a bunch of series like that. But yeah, I was interested in the first one. I needed to, like, buy some trades. That's, that's what I gotta do. Yeah. Catch up. Uh, hopefully, uh, You'll probably have a year or two before it actually debuts. I, I think just in terms of a movie, not a series, but this could be a hit. I hope it is, and... Like I said, it's one of my favorite Image comics, so I'm, I'm all the way on board. Well, yeah, I think Image is, it's a really good, um, I think it's really good for, like, a lot of production studios, to be honest, because you can do a shorter series for, like, a lot of Image comics that are, they don't last forever, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like you, it's not like the X-Men or, you know, Superman or some shit like that with its fucking five gajillion goddamn stories you can tell, Like there's a specific story that the writers decided to write. And you stick to that, and unless it's like Invincible, I guess it's one that's pretty fucking long. But um, or The Walking Dead, yeah, The Walking Dead. But you know, there's ones where you can just tiptoe in there, you know, and just get a little, get a little bit of the fucking taste of like a different sort of storytelling, and not have to invest too much money into it. I mean, look at uh, like the like Watchmen. That's mm-hmm. a great example. Like they, they made the movie of Watchmen, which is basically mostly comic correct. And then they made the new series, which is wasn't even in the comics, which is even to me better than the goddamn movie and the original comics. So, yeah, I think I hope that these production studios do more with these independent uh, comics because there's there's a lot of content there that is really good and it's not sort of like vanilla like Marvel and DC are. Like if you look at like Marvel and DC comics. Like, they talk about, like, you know, the Civil Rights Movement, but they don't make a mo- like an actual comic about the Civil Rights Movement. You know what I mean? Or, like, even alternative history on the Civil Rights Movement. Because they don't... They, they, they go edgy, but not not too edgy. And I think that image, they're more willing to take the the road less, road less traveled by and then also um, really take risks. And they can do that. So... Some of the still images from the comic. I've never even heard of this comic, but I'm looking at some of the still, still images or pages from the comic, and it's very like Afro uh, steampunkish, and it yeah. looks pretty fucking dope. <laughs> it looks very dope. The colors are wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put one one quick thing though out there, because because some people will uh, pick up on it though. Watchmen is te- was technically under DC though, not Image. Oh, didn't they? Was it? Okay. It was like it was like Vertigo, but un, like yeah, under a larger yeah. umbrella of right. DC. No, thank you, yeah. thank you. Uh, right, but yeah. Um, the only other thing I was gonna do a quick shout out for a couple uh, reminders. We get Army of the Dead tomorrow. That looked fucking fun with with uh, tracks. No, nope, nope, nope. What? Army of the tomorrow? Army of the, no, twenty first. Twenty first. God damn it! I'm a week early. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. You got your numbers because today's the twelfth. You got to reverse it. <laughs> you know I got dyslexia. Goddamn. Have you seen that trailer yeah, for uh, for the movie that Angelina Jolie's releasing on Friday on HBO Max? I think is that the fire yes. one? Yeah. Yeah. That's like I, mean, I feel like it's like a watered down Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It, it, that trailer, I'm not completely shitting on it, but it just kind of looked ho hum to me, like yeah. some some modern day backdraft or something. I still, I still don't watch it because I mean I have the HBO Max and it's free. There you go. But the, the other thing, though, I think I have the right dates on this one. Now, Old Ninja, fact check me if I'm wrong. Castlevania Season 4, though, drops tomorrow. And that's the uh, final fucking season. Wait, doesn't... I mean, if you're really, really into it, 1201 tonight? 
which oh, I'm probably which I'm probably gonna watch like around twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited. Shout out to our boy Sam Dietz. Um, this this looks fucking great. I, I can't fucking wait. I'm I know by next week I'm gonna fly through this. So hopefully we can have a real good ass discussion. So we'll Doesn't, see. Doesn't uh, My Hero Academia drop this weekend? I think. Uh, I'm trying to fact check while we talk. I think is it a movie or the series coming back? March twenty seventh. Okay, so okay, it's later on this two month. Two weeks, yeah. 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 Well, March, wait, 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 not March. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm looking on Google too. Now. How we'll dare you? No, it's on Screen Rant. They fucked this up. <laughs> Throw them under the bus. Fuck them. Yeah. Damn. Oh, oh, I think okay. This is from like really? earlier last year. Okay, sorry. This the thing. The thing was from last year, so this is when they were guessing was gonna come out. So, when the fuck is the next one? I, I thought it was gonna be this weekend. Yeah. And really? Oh shit! I don't fucking know. Well, that was season well, five. Lo- I don't fucking. What know is that. up? I know the bunch of shows that are releasing this season this this year or this month too. I think uh, Lucifer is. Um, I think his fifth season could drop in later on this this month, but I'm looking forward to. That's like one of my favorite DC shows. That's a DC DC show, folks. But um, have you guys been watching this uh, this fucking uh, Jupiter's Legacy? Or not yet? Legacy? I haven't seen it. I watched part. Yeah. I watched part of the first one, but then came back was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll watch it on my own then. So, <laughs> uh-huh. That's how that I'm works. Came yeah. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm, I'm like trying to power through it. It, it's like up there with uh, with uh, Iron Fist, how oh, kind of crazy it kind of is. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to watch it, but it's just it's not it's, it's not that fucking inventable. <laughs> Y'all not selling me on this one. It sounds like so. Well, I, we'll see. I, I gotta watch more. Like I said, I, I can only I only watched like 15 minutes, and then came out was like, I'm good. Yeah, right. this is it's number one streaming on Netflix right now. So it's their number so, one most watched show. Some of those still don't hit for me, but we'll we'll fucking see. Do do we have any B the Bs? I can't trust those 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 Netflix like number one ratings that they have on there because like, you know, like the top tens they have on there, like eighty percent of them are their shows. <laughs> yeah, some of, and some of them are like it'll be like a baby show. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that Coco Coco Melon. Hey, you'll get yeah. used to, you'll get used to that shit. I'm just saying. Yep. I remember when Coco Melon used to be called something else. And they changed the name to Coco Melon, you know, as uh, Riley was growing up. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. And now for them to get picked up by... It used to be only a uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And they got picked up by mm-hmm. Netflix. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I remember, like, whenever, like, uh, I would come over... Whenever, when the podcast used to be back in the in the garage or whatever at your house, and you used to be able to meet up, I'll come over and y'all guys are watching some, some TV show. And I'm like, I know this show from somewhere. And, like, I was like, this isn't the name of it. I, it wasn't called something else. But yeah, the, the Coco Melon. Um, unless we have any B than B's, I'm gonna say we wrap it on. Um, I had a B the BTI, but I forgot what it was. I should have fucking put it on the list. It was something mm-hmm. I heard on the radio. Save it for um, next like, week. That'd be a good question to ask the crew. On real quick, I'm uh, just I'm really checking. Okay. I'm actually checking for the B the B B the BTI questions. On Twitter, so <clears> we usually <throat> the last one was on March. 25th. Yeah, so, yeah, now we're good. Uh, Old Ninja, what you got populating this week? God damn it. 
So, uh, like we talked about, Mass Effect will be out on Friday. Uh, we also got Love, Death, and Robots Season 2 will be oh, on, on Friday, which I plan on watching that uh, eventually. Uh, I've been playing Destiny, their new um, season just dropped. Uh, it's also my birthday week. So Shit, happy birthday, this, old man. Yeah, I'm about to turn uh, like a thousand years old <laughs> later on this week. So uh, I'm surprised that the universe hasn't taken me yet, but Maybe I'll become one with the universe soon. We'll see. Um, I will be probably going out of town for like an extended birthday thing. Might go to, you know, up north to some like little vacation. Not vacation, but little, maybe a little legal gambling and whatnot. So we'll see what happens uh, with that. Um, that'll be early in next week. And then, um, oh, I picked up this comic. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I'm hoping it's going to be fun, but I picked this up. For those of you who are still in the chat, you can see oh, so, yeah. this is uh, Ruby and Justice League crossover comic. I picked this up. This is issue number one. Just came out um, not too long ago. I haven't read this yet. Um, the artwork is kind of anime inspired a little bit, but I'm hoping I'm hoping this is going to be good. Um, I know there's the other crossover that's wildly popular, which is the My Little Pony and the Transformers crossover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. apparently that's been selling like hotcakes. It's been super popular. I have no idea why. I have I don't really plan on reading it, but I, I might. We'll see. But yeah. Um, and so, then hold uh, on real quick, if you're wondering why My Little Pony and uh, Transformers is so popular, I am no brony. All right, but. I have little girls, and My Little Pony, like the the more recent ones, they're actually really fucking good. I'm not bullshitting you. Even if you're not into My Little Pony, they're actually pretty good. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll say. <laughs> it, it's it's not it's not what you think. <laughs> MLP goes hard. <laughs> when do we feel coming out? What uh, Love, Death, and Robots season two? Uh, no, no, also, uh, Castlevania's tonight. Okay. I thought we said yeah. Castlevania come out on the 21st. No, come, no, the 21st is Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah. technically, Castlevania is out tomorrow, which is Thursday. But if you're still awake on the West Coast at 12.01, it'll be available to watch. So I'll be watching that. And I think that's it. Good shit. Kronos, what you got? Uh, I am still on uh, my basic Groundhog's Day loop. I'm exercising, <laughs> working. You know, taking the kid to school, shit like that. I got 400 miles on the Peloton bike in 30 days. That was great. It's a milestone for me. It's, it's a lot of miles on the bike. Uh, other than that, I just would like to thank my sister once again for making us uh, these dope-ass candles. I'm still smelling this this dankness. This is the dankest candle ever of all time. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, you know, we're slowly... But surely getting back to real life. I think Old Ninja's the last person to get the vaccine. Uh, so you should be able to see, hopefully sometime soon, all of us in the same room again. But I have to rearrange the uh, the podcast studio, the Infinity Base. Uh, that's all on me. And I will do that hopefully sometime soon. Uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's just about it. That's all I got. No worries. Blue, what you got? Um... Little baby Bash, uh, he's eight weeks today. Uh, he's eight weeks today. Is this cool? 
Monday, he's officially two months. Wow. Uh, but he gets his first round of shots. But uh, with this week's and I've been talking, we're gonna actually we're gonna we wanna have them break it up because we feel like I think he's like maybe like five or six shots that he's gonna get on Monday. And we're like, nah, that's like way too much for that for a little body. Well, like, so we're gonna hold on. Do, real quick though, some of them you can't break up because it's like three and one. No, we don't. Okay. Yeah, we're, there's some we're gonna have them get done to get together. Like whatever wants to be done together, and then we'll get the other set like a month later. Cause yeah. The, the CDC recommends them recommend you get these. Within like a certain time frame, so we're we did the same that. Deal. Yeah, yeah, because he's I don't know. I just feel like way too much. But uh, yeah, just you know, just spending time with the kid. It's just interesting to see him grow. Like he's, it, I, I feel like I'll like I'll find like the cheat code to 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 get him to be happy. Then all of a sudden, like the next day, it'll be totally fucking different. He's holding up. Oh, you can't tell what it is because it's fucking secret. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can only see artwork. Yeah, and there's yeah. no title. No, just, just keep talking. It's all good. It's, it's, it's really right. just this though. That's what it is. Crossover. Crossover huh. what? Is this crossover? This is. I'll, I'll talk about it. Sorry, I didn't mean to mess up your whole thing. I was just. He was showing comments. I was showing mine. Uh, I'll talk about this uh, <laughs> next week. It's one of the best comics that uh, Image has. Actually, probably ever. It's Donny Cates. So. All right. right. Yeah, if you for those of you who are listening to audio, I I show him the new Star Wars: The High Republic comics, which came out today. So I picked them up today. Oh shit! So yeah. So, yeah I'll, I'll probably like make sure kids stay alive. You know, uh, just doing little things here and there. I'm gonna try to pick up. Um, I, I guess I gotta play Resident Evil Seven first before I can play our Biohazard. Before I can play uh, Dank Mistress Queen D. <laughs> Do it the right way. Don't be like Stitch. Yeah. Playing eight and confused. Like, what, what's going on with Ethan? I don't understand. Yeah, okay. I got to play seven. Because I, I have it as part of the, when you got your, when I got my PS5, it was part of the, the golden collection. So I can definitely play it. But uh, what I was going to say, uh, we, like, we, oh, shit, what I was going to say. Ah, fuck it. I'm just going <laughs> to keep continuing gaming, having a couple of drinks, spending time with my, oh, um, yeah, uh, just a little quick shout out. Thanks for everybody who kept who thought of my little brother. He was in the hospital for a while because he had like a heart attack, and he seems to be doing better. Um, so shout out to him. Uh, some of my 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 little niece and nephews are in the area, and I, I kind of want to see them, but I kind of don't just because you know kids carry germs like like nobody's business. So I might it might be just like a quick drive by, like okay, you you drive by, I wave, and you keep on going <laughs> for now. Oh shit! All good. Um, damn, Kronos, Kronos has a lot of comics. You go, you better do a goddamn comic review next episode. I, do, I have a lot of comics, so this is just some of them. But it's like, mm. oh, is oh, it, I, is, I, I love fucking uh, punchline. punchline. Yeah, it's the variant of punchline. Punch, punchline was one of my favorite characters from last year. Um, you know what I'm doing, y'all. You know I've been hyping up fucking Resident Evil. You know goddamn well I'm gonna try to get through this castle. Uh, eventually it's gonna be just like Nino Brown and fucking uh, New Jack City. I'm gonna have to kill the bitch. But it's gonna, be, it's gonna make me cry while I point the pistol at her. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta finish this fucking game. I, I uh, love it so fucking much. I can't wait to get all the way through it. I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, audiobook. Uh, the Last Hunter. I talked about how I finished it, and I grew Cronus is starting to listen to it, so I like to get his take on how things are going. But uh, also on Netflix, they they had another season or another part of the Selena documentary or show mm. or whatever. And the second part is actually better than the first. 
I feel like the acting got a lot better, and uh, the girl from The Walking Dead who plays Vina, I think she does a better job in this second oh. part. But if you check this out, it's it's pretty good. It, it it's kind of sad because you know it's like watching Titanic. You know what's going to happen at the end, but you just mm. keep going watching. That's all bad. That's all bad, but it's still really good. Like I didn't, I didn't like. There's a lot of stuff I did not know about her. Like the the one crazy thing is that I know she was from Texas. I always thought she was from Mexico. <laughs> My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> Shout out to Selena. Texas used to be part of Mexico, but that's all good. Uh, old Ninja, take us out. Now I want to spoil it. <laughs> Uh, you just experienced the Dankest Podcast on the internet. We are Black and Black Times Infinity. Infinity. Check us out anywhere and everywhere online with Beathan BTI. That's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I. Anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can check out our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash Beathan BTI. Uh, you can email us at bthmbti at gmail.com because we have a Discord. We need to be invited to get to the Discord server. Email us. Let us know who you are. And if you're cool and we know you are because you've been coming to the chat, we'll invite you to the Discord and interact with you and interact with us. And then we're also on Twitch. A lot of people didn't realize, but we have a Twitch channel. Uh, you should be twitching out your vampy, titty, bitty, goth, fucking step on you, mommy. Uh, on Twitch there. I'll show. I can do that this weekend. You should have been had. I didn't see Twitch scared, man. Them titties were scary. <laughs> I didn't see Twitch work on my PS5. Hold on! When are titties scary? When are titties scary? When, when they try to transmorph and they're like gray and peeling? Come on now. Okay. <laughs> you didn't see all that if they're trying to like do that Hellraiser shit on you. I mean, we've all seen anime where titties turn into fucking mouths with fucking crazy ass things oh, and shit. Yeah. And pussies spitting out venom, I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. God damn, I missed, I missed the goddamn Fanime hentai panel. Yeah. <laughs> I missed it so much. No, but, <laughs> Sorry. And, and Devil May Cry, there's the one scene when they're up in the club and that chick is like, she takes up her tiger like, oh shit, and they're all sudden her tits turns to fucking like crocodile and you see huge fucking head. God damn. Right. Yes. Well, we gotta end this. <laughs> Peace.